4: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
4: All
5: right, everybody. Our turn as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm Marty Spanier. Chris Plank will join us momentarily. So much to get to. You want to be part of the show real simple. You it's can tonight's tweet NFL game at, at Bol- Plank Show. I'm stinking genius. one I love this Sunday night game. As we get right at it, I love this Sunday night game. Right now, Ravens lead it 30-20. They have a 10-point lead over the Patriots. You know, when I got out to a 17-0 lead, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the best thing. I, I It must be Christmas. I thought they were going to win 68 to nothing. I go figure 17, 34, 68, they were going to roll. Got to give the Patriots credit, though. They fought back. Yes, they got the benefit of some turnovers. This has been a fun game to watch. For all those people that thought that the Patriots were some fantastic, super elite defense out there that rivaled like the 85 Bears or some of the other great defenses. Um, you're sorely mistaken, and we see that tonight. The Patriots schedule is the reason why their defense has stats the way they are. They're the reason why the Patriots are off to an eight no start. Not that they're not a good team, because I'm telling you now, they're they're a damn good team. They're just not one of those elite special teams that we should be talking about going sixteen and oh or having this elite defense or um, you know, gonna cruise right through the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, now, they may do that because of how disgusting the AFC East, or how disgusting the AFC is. I was going to say the AFC East, both of it's disgusting. The whole AFC and the AFC East. That's why the Patriots are cruising this year, but they're not cruising in this game. Welcome to the NFL. You're not facing the Miami Dolphins, or uh with Fitzpatrick, or Rosen, or whoever. You're not facing the New York Jets with Sam Darnold. Right. You're not getting a patsy this this time around with the Redskins or whoever you're playing. Even the Cleveland and Buffalo, the two best teams you've played so far, they're not even very good. Now you've played a real team and a real team is flexing their muscles. And right now they're about to score again. They're down to the one yard line of the Patriots. This is now Patriot Nation. Now you see what we've been saying Through the first eight weeks of the season, you're a good team. You still may end up in the Super Bowl, but you're none of this elite baloney that everybody was talking about, how great they were, and Belichick's a super genius. Again, he's done a great job. The defense is good, but none of this elite BS I want to hear anymore, and I can't wait till you play another team like this, though not too many teams have quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson that's so mobile, though Lamar Jackson really hasn't beaten him with his arm. He's only thrown for a little over 150 yards, and they've done a pretty good job bottling him up on the ground. He has only about 60 yards that way also, so it's not like he's you know, just killing him, rushing for over 100 yards. Um, Baltimore's defense has done a good job. Uh, New England benefited, of course, on a couple of, of turnovers. Um, which is why they have as many points as they do right now. But let's give this Baltimore team credit. Um, great job offensively, great job defensively. They've played the full game, the full gamut, except for the turnovers. They've done a great, great job. So all of a sudden, not only am I impressed with this Ravens team, and I should have been impressed all year long, I'm thinking that maybe Lamar Jackson could take him a little bit further than I originally thought. Now we'll see what happens with Kansas City and all that. But as I see this one now, they've dominated the New England Patriots, and Tom and Tom Brady's thrown for almost three hundred yards. But you know, Brady just looks old. He just he just looks. You know, like this should be his last year or two. And I know they were saying, oh, we talked to Tom before the game and he wants to play another five more years. Well, people in you know where want uh, ice water, but they're not getting it. And uh, Tom, if he's lucky, he'll get a couple more years after this. You know, that his game is not only starting to decline, it's declined all year. And you saw that last year. The only thing covering it up is that they're off to an 8-0 start. And people are like, look at that, Tom Brady. Who, who cares what his numbers are as long as they keep winning? I've never seen a schedule easier um, in all of sports than what the Patriots have gone through through the first eight games of the season. Seriously, there's... Uh, You couldn't have handwritten it any easier if I asked Pat the Patriot fan, if I gave him a pen and said, here, script out the first eight games you want to play. Don't worry about the division games and make it as easy as you want. This is probably what he would have drawn up. This is what he would have said. All right. Here's my first eight games and we're going to go eight. No, and that's exactly what happened, but that ended tonight or it's going to end tonight because Baltimore up by 10 with the ball, third and goal on the one yard line. So it be interesting to see if they don't make it here. Will they go for it on fourth down or kick a field goal? Because it will still be a a two-possession a two, uh, a two possession game, but that's not going to make a difference because they got in, and this game is going to be over. So I want you to tweet in. Let me know while we're waiting for Chris Plank. Um, how much less do you think of the Patriots? And don't tell me you don't think any less. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe you think it's just a one-game thing, that Baltimore had the perfect storm, that they had the bye week, that they were playing at home, that the Patriots didn't have enough time to prepare for them. Maybe you think all that and this is just a one-game thing and if they ever met up in the playoffs and they'd have to come to Foxborough. that would be a whole nother story. Or maybe you think that the Patriots have problems offensively which is what I think, and they've done a great job of getting the ball to Mohamed Sanu. Um, The guy's had like, what, 50 million catches today? He has 10 catches today, and Edelman is 10. Now I know why they wanted to go out and get themselves another wide receiver, but it still seems like the offense isn't moving, and that's because of the running game. The running game is atrocious. Sony Michelle has been a big disappointment so far. Um, As a team total, they don't have 70 yards today. If they can't run the ball, you're not going to win too many games on Tom Brady's arm and hoping that defense turns back the form. Um you've got to be able to run the ball if you're the Patriots and that didn't happen tonight. So um that hence the score why they're up 37-20 right now over the Patriots. You know a lot of people in Vegas bet that the Patriots were going to have a 16 and 0 season. They were, you only got back like 8 or 9 to 1 odds or or something to that effect. If you wanted to bet them to go sixteen and zero, um, a lot of people are going to lose that money tonight. No doubt about that. Now, so how like about I this said,
6: fact, Ernie? Uh, yeah. John Harbaugh is now ten and two as a Ravens head coach, coming off a bye. Yeah,
5: and, and which is another reason why I said it was the perfect storm, Gavin. Which is why, and of course, Gavin producing the show tonight. Which is why I said, you know, maybe it's just the perfect storm because they had the week to prepare for them. Um, you know that they were playing at home that the Patriots didn't have enough time to prepare for a very mobile quarterback like that. And let's face it, the Patriots have had the easiest schedule I've ever seen in my life, and you know that, Gavin. I haven't seen anything easier than that in my entire sports life right now.
6: Yeah, I mean, I thought the Niners' schedule was easy, but Patriots were a different level.
5: No, the Niners are easy, too. There's no doubt about that. The the Niners have had an easy one, and they've benefited off that, too. I It'll be curious to see what happens when they start running up against some some real teams also. So, like I said, if you want to get in, uh, Plank Show, and Plank will join us hopefully in a little bit. I'm it's thinking Genius 1. We'll obviously talk about that. Pete Bukowski's going to stop on by. Todd Furman's going to go ahead and stop on yes. by. You heard the Sager. We got picks out there. So uh, all that, uh, and of course, my picks have been miserable, absolutely horrible out there. I don't know what's wrong with me. Usually, I'm for the last seven years I've done the show at Plank. I usually do pretty well, um, but not not anymore. I, I don't. It's like this one year I've <laughs> I've been destroyed. So um, we'll see if I could turn that around. Gavin, you've, you're you're a gambler though, Gavin. I know that. Yeah, I lost some money on this game. I'll be <laughs> wait, I wait, wait
7: it. a
8: minute, Arnie, Arnie. I know I'm late, to Arnie. I know yes. I'm late Chris to the party. Plank, Listen,
6: gentlemen.
8: <laughs> Thank you, Gavin. And it's good to talk to you, Gavin. Bobo is a hero tonight, by the way. Arnie, are you trying to say your picks are good? Is that the little elbow hurting your 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 kind of shoulder? Patting no, yourself the, on the you, back. Six, from of, years gone six by? of
5: six of the last seven years they've been good. This okay. is the first year they've been bad. Plank, and you must be happy because of your Raiders looking uh, getting the victory. So we. I figured you were going to show up tonight um, because your team finally won.
8: Well, no, here's the difference, Arnie, is um, as I'm sure you took care of all the reads, right, as we welcome you into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, you did all the heavy lifting, right? Where of course. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Here's the deal, and you mislabel me so consistently on this program. <laughs> you think I'm some sort of sore loser that kind of cries in my beer or whatever when my team loses. Oh, no, no, no. I'm an over-celebrator when my team wins. That's, that's the problem that we've run into here tonight night Arnie is I'm an over celebrator so um, I just got back from celebrating in the streets from the Raiders matching their season win total from (laughs) actually I think we surpassed it to be honest with you today but yeah win column Oakland Raiders the next I mean come on who would have thought take me back 365 days and tell me the one person that said the Oakland Raiders will probably win the Khalil Mack trade where is he right now I'm waiting where are not, they? Huh? Not,
5: certainly not. I. I can. Actually, yeah. I remember. I remember laughing at you. Of Course and, took it off. Getting and you getting so upset that you didn't want to do the show with me anymore. I Again, I yes. am not
8: anyone that ever gets too upset about anything. I'm an over celebrator. <laughs> if anything, hey, let, let me post something to you. Yeah. Because I'm. I'm gonna imag- I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm going to imagine Arnie that you are uh, probably ready to tear down some goalposts, as it looks like. The uh, the final is, is yeah, let's see, we're moments away here from the Patriots being handed their first loss of the season. I would imagine, you, even though you're a, a closet Patriot fan, you have to be on cloud nine that you actually got a pick against the Patriots correct, right? The old theory that if you shoot a gun in the air enough times, eventually you're going to hit a duck. Look at what's going you have to be on cloud nine right well, now, Arnie Spaniel.
5: One of nine is not too bad, right? I finally <laughs> I finally I finally get one right. I get to pat myself on the back. You know, I, and I said this while you were coming on the air. Um finally they've played a real team. I if I ask Pat the Patriot fan to drop a schedule for the first eight games um, this would have been the schedule he drew up and said, we're going to go 8 No, Now they got exposed for what they were, um, and really the game shouldn't even have been this close. Just a couple of miscues by the Ravens um, is the reason why the Patriots were able to put that many points up on the board. Okay, so I have a question. Every, sing- every single
8: week when we kick off this show on a Sunday night, when I'm here on time, I guess right. is one way to put it, right. is we usually start with one of a couple different topics. It's, it's either things we learned, Uh, things we know through X number of weeks of the season, or teams who saved their season or teams who ruined their season or lost their season uh, today. Can I pose here, and I know that you're in the afterglow of the Patriots losing. Of course. But can I pose two teams that maybe over the last couple of weeks have saved their season? Sure. Have the Steelers and Chargers saved their season?
5: Certainly the Steelers, and I never thought I would say that after what happened at the beginning of the year, but they're back right. to 500, and all I hear statistically today was uh, uh, 50 teams from this year on uh, that started 4-4, four and four, made the playoffs. Right. Um, in the AFC, anything's possible because it's so stinking bad. You have a chance at 500 right now.
8: And I keep looking at this, and, and again, I know that I'm getting a little bit probably ahead of myself, and we... One of our consistent themes on this show has been, well, you got to find, in addition to the four division winners, who seem, I don't know, relatively set in the AFC right now. I mean, the the Chiefs, even though it's a a game-and-a-half lead, they already beat just about everyone head-to-head in the AFC West. So they're going to get Mahomes back in a couple of weeks, so they're going to be fine. Houston... Looks like they found another level. The Ravens are going to win tonight, and they're going to improve to six and two. And the, the Patriots are going to fall to eight and one. But those are your four division winners, right? So you have to find two more playoff teams. And yes, I get it. The Bills are now six and two, and the Colts are five and three. But Indy may have just lost their quarterback. Yeah, that's for right? sure. I
5: mean, after and he got double hit. I don't know if double hit. Oh. I don't know if you saw that the ankle and the knee.
8: Yeah, yeah, it looked when that happened, I was pretty sure that his season was finished. But when he got up and walked off the field, I was blown away. No no offense, Paul. I don't want to get in trouble with you off the top, but the Bills at six and two uh, it, it's a nice schedule for the next few weeks. You know, you go to Cleveland, and they're not playing well, obviously. You go to Miami, they're well, – I don't know, they're on an uptick now. And then you get the Broncos at home, but they've got a rough four-game stretch after that, so they could easily be sitting, you know, at eight wins, but maybe like eight and six, eight and seven going into their last week. But- I mean – you, you could have the, the Steelers, you could have the, the, I don't want to count the Jaguars in it yet, but the Raiders or the Chargers, those teams are still very much alive, and heck, look at the entire AFC South, 4-5 and five right now, I think you're still in the playoff mix in the AFC, so that's why I say I think the Chargers and the Steelers took a big step today, especially with who? the Chargers beat and how they beat them, and then the way kind of Pittsburgh persevered through every mistake Mason Rudolph made, for goodness sakes, Arnie, I think they both very much kept not just their season but even playoff hopes alive right now, which seems crazy with the way these two teams started
5: absolutely and like you said everybody's alive four and four and better right now and uh with the colts having injury pubs i can't wait to hear what's going to happen um you know with kobe jacoby Brissett. i mean if if this guy can't go um maybe they come back and they're they're going to lose a spot
8: well when we come back to the geico fox sports radio studios we'll play our regular sunday night game after this week After today's games, after wrapping up everything that we wrapped up here in week nine of the NFL season, I know this. We'll give you our answers next with Arnie and Plank
0: on a Fox Football Sunday. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
8: Nine weeks in the NFL season with a Monday night football game, I Know This, coming up in moments. I know I have to to return
5: my Tua jersey and get a Joe Burrow jersey, I guess, right?
8: (laughs) Yes, as a Dolphins fan, you might want to. We're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. Yeah, I I was kind of thinking about you today yeah. from the perspective of watching the Dolphins just absolutely manhandle the Jets and I was curious are you happy? I mean it it, it was impressive. They should be 2 and whatever right. Now they should be at least 2 and 6, but yeah, I mean that was, six, uh, that was that
5: they- was thorough. They'd be making a playoff run if they were two and six um, you know when they were down seven nothing I'm like well, I got nothing to worry about here this game's over It didn't occur to me that they would actually come back and win a game um because they're so horrible but I guess the Jets are more horrible than we are is that is that a good is that is that proper because okay. that was embarrassing if I'm a Jets fan um I have to fire everybody before the game ended and, and move on i I, I, I couldn't believe that you lost to the Dolphins.
8: Now, I'm going to spoil one of my buyer sells, but after nine weeks of the NFL season, Arnie, I know that Adam Gase, maybe Zach Taylor, and most likely Freddie Kitchens are one and done. And I'm wow. telling you what, it, it seems a little bit harsh to me because I do I, I, think Zach Taylor deserves a little bit more time. I hope so. The Bengals That's the Bengals coach, guys. That's the head coach of the Bengals. He looks like he's 20. Uh I I kind of think I, every coach needs a little bit more than 1 year. But man, if there is if there's been a more comedic franchise in 2019 than the New York Jets, I don't know who it is. And We've barely talked about this disaster with one of their biggest offseason acquisitions, which was their offensive lineman, Coleccio simile whom basically they cut because he felt like they weren't giving him proper treatment. He went and had shoulder surgery on his own. So it, it's just been a disaster, Arnie, and I, I'm pretty sure Adam Gase is gone. But
5: oh, would you be geez. getting on
8: board with any of that, making a move after one year with those three coaches? Uh,
5: absolutely. The, I mean, the Jets are the second uh, – well, maybe the – third biggest disappointment in the NFL maybe the browns are the biggest disappointment agree uh, actually the second biggest disappointment um number 1 i i don't know when i vote for chicago and Mitch Trubisky with that oh. wondering beautiful 125 passing yards today <laughs> uh, I, that's i i think i could throw for 125 passing yards i mean you talking about an embarrassment this and they traded up to get this guy i i can't i can't get another quarterback in there fast enough um, to replace Mitch Trubisky, I hope uh, you don't have a Mitch Trubisky jersey because it's it's time for him to go. This this should be his – I don't know what his contract status is. I, I can't imagine you'd bring him back and go, yeah, we, we need another year of him. I like, what, I like what I see. Let's bring him back another year.
8: You know what? I, I, I can't help but wonder now, Arnie, if I add another thing. After nine weeks of the NFL season, I know this – Swaggy Naggy may be done in Chicago as well. Oh, Look at wow. we're firing coaches left and right here right Jeez. now, aren't we? All
5: that's right. not, Give that's me not a little... good for you, by the way. why is that? Lincoln Riley.
8: Again, Arnie. Can uh, we just I'll... can
5: we just tie him into every opening that comes up? Come on now. <laughs> you, you, you pretty Come much on. do. It.
8: Hey, if if I was an NFL owner or a general manager. Yeah, dude, I do everything that I could to potentially get Lincoln Riley as of my course, head coach. Of course, of course, I would absolutely. But uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. So, all right, what'd you learn? Get, give me a couple of what you learned. I'm sitting here hogging this whole segment before Peter Bukowski joins us.
5: All right, if there's if there was another thing I learned after watching all the games today. Uh, and, and believe me, there was a lot to watch that the Green Bay Packers are not going to win every game, but they lost today. And boy, did that offense look just pitiful, huh? I mean, what happened? Did somebody step into Aaron Rodgers' body and, you know, just say, okay, I'm going to play the worst I think I've ever. Did Mitch Trubisky take over for (laughs) Aaron Rodgers? He was horrible today. Um, that game wasn't even close. I never thought I would say this. Chargers dominated them and might have saved their season because of that win. Yeah,
8: and I I know this sounds wild to say, but I think we've got a really good Thursday night matchup shaping up between the Raiders and the Chargers. I mean, I never I never thought I would say that based on obviously my expectations for Oakland this year and then the way things started with, with Los Angeles. But and Gavin's a Charger fan. He can attest to it better than anyone. Gavin, I feel like you guys are getting players healthy. Uh Bosa is a freak. I, and I know that Ingram's kind of starting to ease himself in a little bit, and maybe the offense wasn't necessarily clicking. But, uh, Arnie, I, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but and it hurts a little bit. I think today was more about what the Chargers did to Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Green Bay's really good, and that was atypical of what we've seen this year. But, man, they just – they made everything uncomfortable for Aaron Rodgers here today. And, By the way, quick, and, oh, go wait,
5: ahead. wait, wait, I'm not done yet. Let me say something. I want to tell you this. If there's one thing I know oh, after nine worry. weeks, and I said this yesterday – I'm so done with the games in London. I know that's your hometown for the Raiders, but I I can't take it anymore. How many do they play? What 16 games them. a year? I, no, I wish God, they would. No, enough is enough. I wish there was one game a week I because agree, I love yeah. that early game. Oh, stop it! Come on, six thirty in, in the morning on the West Coast, nine thirty East Coast. But I can't. Enough with the London games. Every time I'm looking through the schedule, I go, "There's got to be a London game, Mexico City, <laughs> something out there." I've I'm been annoyed of it
6: because they, sometimes they'll do a London game. At night, like over there, so it's at the same time. Over yeah, I don't here. like that. No. I I really hate that because I don't actually care that it's in London. I just want the early game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm selfish. See,
8: and, and put I'll it be in Hawaii you, then. Just go ahead and put it there. As 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 a father of young children who couldn't care less about daylight savings time or clocks falling back and getting that extra hour oh. of sleep I had been up for two hours when that <laughs> game came on and I could not have been happier by the way I, I did want to follow up on one thing because Arnie, yeah. you mentioned you didn't know what Trubisky's contract looked like yeah. he is in the third year of his rookie deal which means next season the Bears will have a decision to make about whether or not they'll pick up his fifth year option for 2021 yeah let me but take a in, guess on that <laughs> in 2020 uh, he would be, if, and I don't know how often this has ever happened in the history of the NFL where you would punt on someone before the end of their uh, rookie contract, but he's uh, 9.2 mil against the cap next season. So that's his, uh, his cap hit is $9 million. He has a roster bonus of 3.6 mil. So, yeah, yeah. you got a uh, little bit more time left in front of you with one Mitch Trubisky, it would seem, with the Chicago Bears. Well, have uh, a seat
5: uh, on the bench, young man, and let me know how you like it over there.
8: And they don't have a first-round pick this year either, so uh, they might not be able to get into the quarterback derby. Geez. Hey, we'll, we'll take Khalil Mack back. You can have that first-round pick <laughs> if you want. All I right, when we come would. back to when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, you're at Arnie's take on the Packers. Let's talk to Peter Bukowski about it. But first, let's find out what's going on beyond just this Sunday night football upset. Ralph
1: Irvin in the house. What's going on, Ralph?
10: Oh, Steve has taken over the chair. Oh, Good evening Steve, to the Sager, you. I didn't, I didn't give
1: the Sager the night off. What's wrong with
10: everybody? Look at I, that. I said he had to come
5: in. Oh, that's impressive.
8: That to should say be the like last that.
10: London game, by the way. That's four in the past month, so I believe that should do it for 2019. But that Thank Packers, goodness. you're right, Artie. I don't know what that was with the Packers offense today. <laughs> oh. At one point late in the game, they're one for eight on third down conversions. Forget the the no yards, and the, it just. The Chargers got pressure on Aaron Rodgers without blitzing. Joey Bosa and M- Melvin Ingram, I mean, a sack and a half each, but pressure aside from that. And this is a Green Bay team that had scored at least 20 points their last seven games. They've been Jeez. averaging over 30 points the past month, and here they're down 26-3 to in the fourth quarter. You know, Wild. all time against the Chargers, Green Bay was 10-1. and Until today. It was their best winning percentage against any team in the league in longtime Packer history. And, in fact, they usually win when they come out to California. Since 1990, 11-3 record. They've dominated the AFC West over the years. Aaron Rodgers has dominated AFC West teams. And then we had this. Eight penalties, not moving the ball, falling behind, and eventually Chargers 26-11 the final Green Bay had been 7-1. and Oakland, on a touchdown pass with about two minutes left, beat Detroit 31-24. As you mentioned, Chris, this Thursday night on Fox TV, L.A. Chargers at Oakland. Tonight's NFL game at Baltimore had the Ravens now 6-2, beating New England 37-20. The Pats had been 8-0. Ravens led 17-0 early in the second quarter, 17-13 at the half. In defeat for New England, Julian Edelman 10 catches for 89 yards. Mohamed Sanua, the Pats 10 catches 81 yards and a score Seattle in overtime beat Tampa Bay 40 to 34 Russell Wilson five touchdown passes including the game winner the Seahawks are seven and two Buffalo is six and two after beating Washington 24 to nine it still counts Miami beat the Jets 26 to 18 so both the Dolphins and Jets are now one and seven next Sunday next Sunday Jets versus Giants by the way Denver beat Cleveland 24-19, the Browns have lost four in a row. Kansas City, Edge, Minnesota, 26-23. Philadelphia sent the Bears to a fourth straight loss, (laughs) 22-14. Wins for Carolina, for Houston, and Pittsburgh, which has won three in a row. The Steelers will host the Rams next Sunday. Florida State fired coach Willie Taggart. He still owed about $17 million. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Holy cow. And remember (laughs) Florida State. Paid Oregon the money to buy him out, yeah, so he could go there. And money I, well spent, huh? They go what uh, five and seven, I think it was. They missed a bowl game last year, four and, and five pay, now this year, and, and they paid a consulting
5: firm money to say, "Hey, give us, uh, tell us what we should do." And this is what they done. And have Florida
10: gotten. State also had to pay Oregon the money that Oregon owed South Florida to get taggered out to the West Coast ah, in the first place. Geez, it's just disaster on top of disaster. Can we say that some of us saw this coming, that the way he assembled a staff at Oregon was not really a good indication of what kind of college coach he might be in the big time? Agreed. The top five stayed the same in the new polls, by the way. Georgia number six, Florida number 10 in AP. And then there is a late NBA game that's just ended in L.A. The Clippers now five and two. They beat the Utah Jazz in a comeback, 105-94. In fact, Clippers outscored them by 15 in the fourth quarter. Lakers now 5-1 after winning at San Antonio, 103-96. NASCAR victory for Kevin Harvick at Texas. Back to you. All
8: right, thanks a lot to Sager. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Simply go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier joining us right now is our buddy peter bukowski who is busy at work recapping what was one of the otter finals from today with uh, green bay getting beat by the chargers but i guess the crazy thing is good news is everyone else in the north lost so while maybe viking fans or line fans or even bears fans thought all right a chance to make up some ground Every team in this division lost. So again, I know it stinks, Peter, but it's not—it's not necessarily a big gut punch as far as the division title is concerned,
11: is it? Well, let me just correct you on one thing because I, I think Mitch Trubisky has sapped Bears fans of all hope and joy for life at this point in the season. <laughs> Good but point. Uh, that's a—you a, know—a a minor adjudication of the facts there. I think um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is it was a weird outcome, I think, for Green Bay and, and Aaron Rodgers said after the game, he felt like the focus was not there for his team. The preparation was not there. And, and you know, I, I noted it as I was watching him in in the postgame, give his his comments. So Rodgers is um, a ravenous preparer. He is um, a, as type A with that stuff as you can possibly be. And, and guys that don't prepare on his level. Uh, He just doesn't trust them on the field. And, you know, I, I think if there is a level of confidence and even a level of arrogance, you can say it comes from the fact that he prepares so hard that he thinks he knows what's coming and he thinks he's ready for anything. He almost had a smile on his face, guys, as he was talking about the lack of focus and the sloppy preparation in leading up to this week, as if to say, I tried to tell you guys, I try and lead by example that this is how hard you have to prepare every week, or you can go to a place like L.A. in Carson, California, in a soccer stadium and lose to a 3-5 and team because every NFL team has talent, and they're going to prepare, and they're going to come out with intensity, and they're going to play with urgency, and if you don't, you're going to get knocked on your butt, and that's what the Chargers did to the Packers today.
5: It seems a little arrogant of Aaron Rodgers saying that. I mean, I, can't we give the Chargers a little bit of credit defensively? I think, think they may have done that. What are the reasons course. why? Yeah.
11: Of course. And, and you know, you, you always want to give credit where credit is due. I, I don't think Rodgers was, was not giving credit to those guys. Um, you know, certainly they played well. But I think this team believes that if they play their best, they should win. And they didn't. And I, I think it's more about them knowing that they didn't play well. They didn't execute. They got outside their game plan. Um, you know, maybe they tried to feed Devontae Adams a little bit too much. I think that is going to be a story to watch as we go through the next couple weeks. Not that they're better without him, because I don't think that's true. I think their ceiling is just like objectively higher with Devontae Adams, but they need to get reacclimated. It's like you know, uh, we can think of, of plenty of times in the NBA, for example, a star goes down, a team plays a little bit more team basketball, they're sharing the ball, and they rip off a little win streak, and the and the star comes back, and they struggle to reintegrate him. Right? I mean, this happens all the time. That can be true, but also that that with that star, if you can find that that place where you're you're doing all of those things you were doing before, and leaning on your star in the way that separates him from other other guys that were playing that's when you can reach your full potential and I I think even the Packers probably thought it would be a little bit more seamless bringing Devontae Adams back for this game than it turned out to be.
8: Peter Bukowski is in the house Locked on Packers podcast The most popular podcast in the state of Wisconsin At Peter underscore Bukowski on Twitter uh, So Peter, I'm curious then Since we're ta- we're focusing most of our conversation On this Packers-Chargers game Is this a game you think in two or three weeks We look back on and say oh, Green Bay really learned a lesson here Or from your early tape study did, did the Chargers find maybe a flaw Did they find an Achilles heel for this offense
11: I mean, I don't think they found a, a, an Achilles' heel or or something like that. Um, you know, I think this is a, a circumstance where, you know, Green Bay, they're going to face two more defenses that are, are really good and, and can give them problems, especially in the front. They can rush the passer Carolina this week. They get the bye week, and then they go to San Francisco. So those are two legit defenses. But it is the case that it is the kind of game where in two weeks we could look back and say, man, what a weird outcome that was if Green Bay goes out and beats the, the, beats the Panthers, and maybe they don't even beat the 49ers, but that's a close game and, and they look good. It, it, I, I don't think we can expect that they're going to score 11 points uh, you know, a week from today against Carolina, especially a team that gave up 51 to the 49ers in what is a, a similar style of offense, um, and, and Aaron Rodgers off a loss is as automatic as anyone is. Uh, so, you know, the, we, when we think about what happened the last time the Packers got punched in the mouth and had to overcome some adversity against Philadelphia, you could have said, oh, yeah, they, they unlocked some some schematic things against Green Bay. Well, three quarters after the Packers got punched in the mouth, they were beating Dallas in Dallas 31-3. to yeah. So, you know, this is a team that has responded. Aaron Rodgers after the game said, uh, the character in this locker room, I know we're going to respond and and we're going to learn from this. So when when Roger says stuff like that, he doesn't he he doesn't BS you. He he says what he thinks. And and if he thinks that they're going to respond, then you know I, he, he has he has the gravitas that we have to at least take that seriously.
5: All right, Well, you know, Pete, speaking about what have we learned um, with the pads getting clobbered. Uh, against mm-hmm. the first real team they played, with the Packers not looking very good. And of course, with the San Francisco 49ers winning their game on the road, what have we learned um, from those three teams then?
11: Uh, well, I think, you know, and we can extend it even further. Seattle didn't look very good. Needed nope. Overtime to beat a bad Buccaneers team. Uh, the Vikings lose to a backup quarterback. Uh, you know, the Bears and the Eagles had a had a, a slap fight in Philadelphia. I mean, I think I think part of this is it's the middle of the season. Guys are banged up, and outcomes can be weird. It's the NFL, and and you know, you hate to use the cliche any given Sunday, but I think you know the, the Patriots talk about wanting to be the best team in December and not caring about being the best team in September October. They just happen to look like the best team in September October you know, Belichick believes that the season doesn't really start until at least Halloween, but probably more like Thanksgiving. (laughs) So, uh, you know, for them, that's nice to say because you have six guaranteed wins every year in that division. But, you know, the the, the league, I think, is as wide open as we have seen it in recent memory. Patrick Mahomes, when they get back, the Chiefs are going to be as dangerous as anyone. I think anyone right now can beat anyone except maybe the Jets. I don't know if they can beat anybody.
7: <laughs>
11: <laughs>
8: Pete, we could talk all night, man. I know you're busy. We appreciate you staying up with us. Uh staying up late with us and keep up the great work, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Great stuff. Peter Bukowski, go follow him on Twitter at Peter underscore bukowski all right when we come back to the geico fox sports radio studios more of what we learned your tweets and if you want to jump in here we got a line open for you at 877-99 on fox it's arnie and plank on a fox football
2: sunday
5: this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge
4: Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
8: It's Arnie and Plank. Arnie, we're, we're going to hit the phones because I think... Eddie brought up a great point Okay, off the Twitter machine. But first, we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply because... Uh, on Twitter, at Genius one at Plank Show, of course, everyone should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Eddie writes, could we please focus on demeaning Pats fans tonight and ignore talking about potential firings in Chicago and the NFL? I, I think that's a fair point, isn't it?
5: Well, we have not been talking. I, I brought this, and you had not joined us yet. But I'm like, hey, you know, the, finally they played a real team, the Patriots. Finally, that mm-hmm. whole baloney about them having an elite defense plank—that was a joke because they they played the easiest schedule in sports. It, it it was a joke to think that they were the same as like the '85 Bears or any of those elite defenses out there.
8: Well, let's go to the phones. Larry is in Virginia and wants to talk about the Pats. Larry, welcome to Fox Sports Radio.
12: Hey,
3: Chris.
7: Hey, Arnie. How y'all doing tonight? Hey, Larry.
3: Um, yeah, that was a great game. I am a diehard Dolphins fan like Arnie. I, I loved every bit of it, every, every minute of the game. Um, I can see why Lamar Jackson is one of the great quarterbacks that we have in the NFL right now. Um, you know, he, he gets, he's like doing everything, scrambling, throwing it. So, you know, I'm not a fan of the Ravens or the Patriots, but it was sweet to watch the Patriots lose that game.
5: Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm looking up the in the dictionary right now. The word "great" because you said Lamar Jackson, one of the great quarterbacks. I maybe we have a different definition. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
3: this year, anyway. I mean, right now, he's one of the best quarterbacks out there. I think.
5: Let me look up best, too. I'm going to have to look look that one up, too.
3: He just beat beat the Patriots. Uh,
5: Okay. Yes. Defeat the Patriots. I'm just teasing. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Come on now. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes on Lamar Jackson. Okay, Chris, because everybody's going to be saying he's the, I told you how great he is. And this is the wave of the future. He had a good game. He didn't put up any gaudy numbers, though. And I thought the Patriots did a pretty good job of not him running up a whole bunch of rushing yards out there.
8: You know, it's, it's always interesting because you're right, and, and I'm, I'm always – there's a part of me that there's a little bit of, of, of pride that swells up when you don't knee-jerk because, Arnie, you love to knee-jerk react. Oh. Yes, of course. And it, 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 it's something that is the foundation of what we do here on Sunday nights. <laughs> on, I mean, seriously, we get the first opportunity truly to react after the, uh, obviously, Jonas and Brady right before us. But we get one of the first opportunities to react and recap a full slate of NFL action. And come on, man. Everyone knee jerks. It, yeah, it's but we're knee jerking.
5: Fun. We're doing it the other way around where I'm saying, you know, all this baloney about the Patriots elite <laughs> defense is out the window.
8: And I love it. But then you even take it a step further because you're right. Uh, And and listen, I think Lamar Jackson deserves all the praise. I mean, I know that if you live your life by, well, his numbers, then you're not going to be all that impressed. But, you know, here's a team that as, as a group, ran the ball 41 times for 210 yards against a defense that I heard all week about how Bill Belichick was going to shut them down. Well, and Cleveland everyone ran
5: the up. ball against them. Cleveland Chubb did a good job running if he didn't fumble.
8: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just – but all I heard all week is, oh, Bill Belichick, he schemes away your best player. There's nothing you can do to to try to get around it. And I, I watched their best player have a pretty good game tonight. <laughs> he scored two touchdowns through another. Uh, I saw Mark Ingram go for over 100 yards. I, yes, he did. I, but, again, I'm not ready to crown him as the greatest quarterback in the NFL either. That's already Russell Wilson. I mean, we all know that right now, right? I mean, that's Deshaun Watson with the way they played today. But – I'm proud of you, Arnie. I am I almost don't know what to say. I figured you were going to be coming in here, elevating Lamar Jackson ahead of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I, oh, well, look I, at I you. If,
5: and if we should, we should elevate Lamar Jackson just because the other four are really pretty much, and I shouldn't even say that about uh, – about Allen and Buffalo, but the rest of them, man. I, I mean, Sam Darnold. I'm ready to send him packing. I'm done with him. Talking about knee jerk reaction. Um, I'm done with him and this whole mono and uh, losing to the Dolphins. I'm ready to go ahead and ship him out. I'm done with him.
8: Yeah, I noticed that our boy Jason Smith, in kind of you know just scrolling through Twitter today, was tweeting out pictures of the potential collegiate quarterbacks that could be among the top five to ten picks in next year's NFL draft. And I saw a pick of Tua being tweeted out. I saw a pick of Joe Burrow being right. tweeted out. I mean – Herbert. Was, I saw Herbert being thrown out there as well too. I just – I'm not the firm believer that you're going to see a situation Weird. where uh, the Jets are ready to knee-jerk quite yet. But anyway, hey, you know what? It's worth keeping an eye on. In fact – It might be a topic we dive back into coming up later on in the show and buy or sell. Hashtag just saying. All right, one hour in the books. The Patriots lost tonight. Everyone's partying like it's 1999. Get in here at 877-99 on Fox. All your tweets coming up to kick off hour number two, plus Todd Furman right around the corner. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. It's a busy night. Recap in week nine on Fox.
5: Oh, let's go. Let's, let's go, Arnie. Go. You know, I want you to know something. Go ahead. I wanted to show you how dedicated I am to this show and to doing the show with you on Sunday nights. My wife won a trip at work to the Bahamas. And she was able to bring one person. That one person was going to be me for a right. free week in the Bahamas. I told her I couldn't go because I got to do the show with Plank.
8: Well, you know now, Arnie, with technology, you can pretty much do the show mobile. I mean, you can just take your new equipment from the with Bahamas.
5: That. I'm not taking my new equipment and bringing it down to the Bahamas. <laughs> Come on now, what's wrong with you? Arnie's got
8: new toys, man. Right, well, yeah. congratulations uh, on on Free. choosing because there's nothing I'd like more than to ship my wife and kids to the Bahamas so I can have the house to myself. Oh, that's actually you, brilliant on your part.
5: And and listen to this. I'm I'm so afraid because I have two dogs, and I'm like. <laughs> You know, I got. They like to get up early at like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. My brother is flying out from Los Angeles to help me take care of the dogs and and keep them alive until my wife gets back. <laughs> By the way, I'm watching.
8: <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on yeah. a second. We're waiting potentially on Mark Ingram here yeah. from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. All you have to do is visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Y- you need your brother to come help you take care of two dogs.
5: Absolutely. I can't barely take care of myself, Chris. Of course I need my brother to help me take care of two dogs. i got to make sure they're still alive. But that's not the moral of the story. The moral of the story is I'm not going to the Bahamas on an all-expense trip for an entire week because of you.
8: Well, I mean, that's uh, I'd like to think that's a good thing, but... I'd probably you would have taken trip to the to trip, Columbus. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd be like, yeah. you know what, uh, Arnie, I think I might be taking a couple of days off just to, to chill and relax Yo, a little is, bit.
11: Arnie, is, question, is this the prize from when you were on a newlywed game like 30 years ago? <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, that that was a, twi- a trip that we were supposed to take to, to Guam, and we never took the trip. We never got the rice or the turtle wax. I'm very upset about that still.
7: <laughs> turtle wax, man. <laughs> Dude, you uh, never got that. Stuff and I off love Rice
5: Aroni, and I wanted that. If anything, at least give me the Rice Aroni, but I never even got that.
8: Uh, is anybody enjoying a champion? Now, now, I thought a couple years ago, I thought the Washington Capitals enjoyed a title more than just about any team I've ever seen. Yeah. Arnie, I think the Washington Nationals have now surpassed every team that's ever won a title with the. Uh, with the enjoyment factor at the nth degree. They've already had their victory parade. That was yesterday like 3 in the afternoon. And and they were at the Capitals game tonight. I don't think these guys have had a sober moment in the last four days. And I don't know if I blame them or not. My goodness, they're enjoying life to the max. I think I'm going to become a Nats fan after all of this.
5: You know, until you reminded me, I forgot they had won the World Series. So I'm, I'm, thanks for, Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just uh, kidding. Now there's people was the other going, listen to that guy. He's such an idiot. We got a talk show. No, congratulations to the Nationals. I certainly uh, wanted them to win over the. See, now if I say that, the people down there are going to crush me down in Houston because they'll say I'm, I'm bashing the Astros, but I was pulling for the Nats to win it for the first time.
8: I, I was pulling for something crazy, and I think we got it, with the road team winning every single game for the first time in modern championship – well, not modern, championship history ever. So quite the World Series, and there you go. There's our baseball talk for tonight. We saw the Nats partying. I'm going to try to do the thing where I pull my right. shirt. I think that's the Brian Dozier, right, where you pull your shirt over your face and try to drink the beer through the shirt. There you go. I've learned a new trick. Thanks. Um couple of tweets. What do you say? We're hoping, as I said, to hear from Mark Ingram again, if you're just tuning in tonight, the New England Patriots, as DeSegre told you, have been handed their first loss of the season. Uh, it wasn't a huge statistical night for Lamar Jackson, but he seemed to do everything right, made all the right calls. And, and just when you thought New England was getting back in that game, Arnie, a very odd oh. play in which Julian Edelman fumbles the football. I mean – and and I know that wasn't necessarily the end and I know the Patriots still had an opportunity after that but man it was just it was just an odd night all the way around from the Patriots falling behind early finding themselves in that 10 zip hole to you know cutting it to a four-point game and then boom you get that fumble return a 70-yard fumble return where Marlon Humphrey lived it up down the sidelines and I know that James White came back and scored but they never really threatened again I mean I I thought that was a pretty impressive performance tonight uh, he, from the Ravens and their defense.
5: If you want me to start saying stuff that's head scratching, let me start with this. Uh, the Go Patriots ahead. are, the Patriots are a very beatable team. And the people are like, what? There ain't no, you knucklehead. <laughs> there ain't no. But, you know, and I don't know how many times I could drill it into everybody's brain. That ain't no was against the worst competition ever in in sports they they built that defense and those statistics because they played garbage out there i mean literally garbage now they played a real team lamar jackson's a real quarterback they had the bye week they were playing at home guess what all of a sudden um the patriots had caught up to them playing a real team now let's give them credit they got back in the game and if it wasn't for the edelman fumble who knows what would have happened but I guess we could have said the same thing about the Ravens when they fumbled the punt and they had a turnover mm-hmm. before that also. So, I mean, I guess it kind of evens out all there at the end. Um But, yeah, the Patriots were a beatable team when they finally played somebody for real and they showed it tonight.
8: Let me hit a couple of tweets on this game. Uh, Glenn from Mason, the Mason Mauler, writes, Not bad for a running back, huh? Can't wait for the next excuse from the sports media slash get-off-my-lawn guy to not put some respect on the quarterback play of Lamar Jackson. He was the best quarterback in the draft, period. Well, it's sure looking that way <laughs> so, yeah, now it looks that it? way. Yeah,
5: Yeah, sure looks like that now, Captain Obvious. Thank you very much.
8: Uh, how bad is Oakland? Plank is streaking through OU because the Raiders beat the Lions.
5: Yeah, you're, you've you got to be excited about that, and that was a great ending there. And Did you see when the Raiders called timeout with like eight seconds left? I'm like, what the hell are you doing? What's going on? Uh, Detroit didn't even have a timeout. I thought you were going to bail them out. I was going to laugh at you. I would have cried. I would have abs- yeah.
8: I would have cr- grown man tears <laughs> if that if that timeout would have led to a score. No, I, so uh, full disclosure, I was a watch all the games on my phone guy and when that happened, I threw my phone. It was legitimately through my phone. Then I lost my feed, then I had to find the feed somewhere, but I still didn't get a good explanation on that. I and I know it was kind of hard because, you know, John Gruden was like, "Ah, we won the game, so it doesn't matter," but it looked like one of the players called the timeout, and I, it just was a weird finish. But regardless, Raiders won, and that makes me happy. Well, tonight, big win for the Baltimore Ravens. They knocked off the New England Patriots 37-20. to 20. Big night for our next guest. Roll Tide. Mark Ingram. Roll Tide, baby. On Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> hey, congratulations, Mark. That was impressive tonight. Uh, just take me through how it felt out there and what was really leading to all your success on the ground this evening against the
3: Patriots. Man, I think just, you know, Coach Giro did a great job of scheming up all their different looks this weekend. We knew we had to execute, man. They're a great defense, great team, great players, great coaching. And we knew we were going to have to put our best foot forward in order to have a chance to win this game. And just the offensive line did a great job, the tight ends, fullback, receivers blocking downfield. You can't have a successful game running the ball without all 11 guys on the offense. So, I'm just a testament to our team, our offensive line, our big boys blocking. Coach Giro scheming up the uh, you know proper looks for us to have success. And we was able to uh, execute, man, and come away with a big win.
5: Mark, what did the coach say about the, their defense before the game? Because there was talk. This is an elite defense. They're one of the best of all time. This team was eight. No, what did he say about that defense?
3: Man, we respect them. Man, we respect them. We have uh, they have great players, great coaching. Like I said, man, they're just a great team overall. Um, we saw some things on film where you know, they're getting pressure crazy, crazy pressure, crazy turnovers. And um, you know, we just knew we had to, you know, play football, man, one play at a time, not give them anything. And uh, just, Brian, man, you got to stay on them. 60 minutes, you got to stay on them every single play. Uh, they're a great team, great defense. Tom Brady can get it going at any moment. Uh, we just had to stay focused one play at a time. And uh, I think, you know, we just came a lot of overcame some adversity, and we was able to get a, a great team win, offense, defense, special teams. Um, it, was, it was a big win for us.
8: Mark, I know you're early in your time with the Ravens, but what have you seen growth-wise uh, in what you saw in year one from Lamar Jackson to this confident and, and versatile dude that we continue to see in year two? Where have you seen his biggest growth?
3: Well, just from a distance, I think, you know, he got through in the fire last year, and uh, he handled it great, man. I think he made he was 6-1 and in his starts, and, um, you know, that's getting thrown in the fire. So, obviously, you know, his first season as a full starter, He's just getting more and more confident, learning the defenses, learning the offenses, and he's just going to continue to improve, man. The moment's not big. No moment is too big for him. He's a super competitor. He's uh, got the drive to be successful. Um, he loves his teammates, man. He's humble. He has all the intangibles that you look for in a franchise quarterback, and I feel like he's only going to continue to improve, get better. I feel like he's going to be, you know, one of the one of the best QBs in this league for a long time.
5: Hey, Mark, give a shout-out to your defense. Tom Brady looked a little slow out there. He looked every bit of 42 going up against your defense.
3: Man, our defense, they fly around. They fly around. They make it (laughs) tough on you to, uh, you know, (laughs) make plays, man. They fly around. They're fast. Our DBs cover. Our linebackers are fast. Our safeties, uh, D-linemen, pressure, stopping the run. Uh, We we put them in a bad position twice, you know. We had a a muff punt. Uh, I had a fumble. That gave them 10 points. Our defense stood up strong for us. And in the third quarter, they came out had a you know pummel return for a TD that was huge for us. They had to go back on the field had a long drive. To the Patriots scored on, so we knew we had to have a long drive, rest them up, score some points, and uh, get the momentum going. And um, our defenses, yeah, they did the stuff, man. And I think you know just offensively, defensively, we played a great game, complimentary game, overcome adversity, and that's what you have to do to be a great teams. <clears throat> all right.
8: So, Mark, we do want to ask you about Bam LSU before you get out of here, oh, but yes. I got to know, first year in Baltimore, you guys are off to well, I can't even say great start anymore. We're at the halfway point of the season. How, how how confident are you feeling right now? How good are you feeling about where this team is now going forward with the division title potentially down the road and definitely the playoffs in focus?
3: Man, we have the – yeah, we just have to get better, man. We just have to keep improving, man. This league, man, is one day at a time. It's one game at a time. If any given Sunday, you could be beaten, man. If you're not ready, if you're not prepared um, properly, you can you can, you can be beaten by anybody. So um, we have to make sure we keep the intensity up, keep the focus up, um, keep encouraging each other, stay healthy, and just keep getting better, man. That's the, that's the main thing, keep improving, keep getting better. We're at the halfway point, and we just got to keep uh, – as good as we've gotten the first half, we got to get that same – we got to get even better in the second half. So um, I'm excited about where we're at. What would you say to your
5: uh, Alabama teammates or your, your, your Alabama team right now as they get ready to take on LSU this week? Nobody loses. You guys don't lose in Tuscaloosa now, do you?
3: Listen, man, every single year, man, y'all want to hype up this dumb LSU game. and Every single year we get the W. So, you know, roll damn tight. Just play Bama football and do that thing, man. You feel me? We're going to hold it down, roll tight all day. We coming. We coming for that redemption again this year. You feel me? Roll Tide, baby. You heard it.
8: Mark Ingram. <laughs> I
3: don't
8: uh, know if there's a better way to wrap uh, it up. He just dropped the mic. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's the greatest end to an uh, interview ever. Thank you, Mark. Mark, thank, Ingram. You, Mark. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mark. Thank you, <laughs> That's great, man. Baltimore Ravens standout running back, former uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, Heisman Trophy winner, absolute stud, Send man. that I, to
5: LSU, please. Would just send that <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, it's great. It, it's great. The 2009 Heisman Trophy winner saying, we're tired of all of this, man. Give wow. it to me.
5: He was ripping Get you, t- saying he's tired of you hyping it up.
8: <laughs> <laughs> me hyping it up. Get mad at CBS. Get mad at Fox Sports Radio. We're all hyping it up. I, I got to admit, I, I'm I'm pretty excited. We have a uh, we have a night game this weekend for the Sooners, so it's a it's a rarity this season so far. What do you play, so Wofford? I'm- uh, yeah, we got Wofford <laughs> after their big uh, test against Clemson this week, and they're making the trek to Norman. But I'm pretty jacked to watch that game Saturday, Arnie. I I won't lie to you. I know that I know that Mark Ingram's telling us to stop the hype, but to me, I'm all about this matchup. Yeah. I think it's going to be fantastic. Would, all right, let's talk- been, wait, wait. I just
5: would have been inappropriate oh. for me to tell him LSU was going to win, or should I've just held that to myself?
8: Well, let's see. You've uh, you've made the only other player that's joined us this year mad at you, so uh, why not make it two for two? Oh, gosh, Mark Ingram uh, was awesome with the mic drop at the end. All right, um, when we come back, Todd Furman joins us live from Vegas. We'll talk about the point spreads for week 10 and what he thinks of Alabama LSU next on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Roll Tide, baby. You heard it. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
7: We're hunting
8: down our man Todd Furman live from Vegas. Coming up in moments with you gotta send that interview to the people.
5: You gotta send that interview to the people down at LSU and stuff like that. Hashtag LSU at LSU. However, you gotta do it. You gotta tweet it down there and stir it up a little bit, don't you? At Arnie, it's hashtag Tiger Bait. Come on, man. Tiger Bait.
8: <laughs> tiger Bait. Uh, we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard limitations apply. Yeah, that was awesome. And it just it shows you. There's so many. It's, it's kind of wild because I follow Baltimore quite a bit. There's a ton of Sooners. I mean, from Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews and uh, obviously Orlando Brown Jr., their starting tackle. There is a lot. There is a lot of Oklahoma Sooners on that roster. So it's pretty fun it's pretty fun to kind of follow that team and see their little collegiate back and forth, which takes us straight to the hotline to welcome in our buddy Todd Furman. Todd, we wrapped up talking with Mark Ingram. I think he's more fired up about Alabama and LSU this weekend, but understandably so, man. We don't get a lot of one-versus-two matchups, and here we go next weekend.
12: It should definitely be interesting. Uh, I mean, all things being equal, you'd hope that Alabama had a two at 100% rather than at a limited capacity. So I think that's going to be the storyline, obviously, that everyone is going to monitor throughout the course of the week, and we'll see exactly where these teams fit in the eyes of the playoff committee when we get that first initial rankings unveiled on Tuesday. When you look at the number on this game, guys, Alabama, a five-and-a-half point favorite, down a shade from where we expected it to open around seven. Very curious to see how the game gets bet, and if public money starts to gravitate towards the underdog in this SEC spot as much as they did towards Florida on Saturday.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. I
5: was going to send you a mill to get that seven. What happened to me getting seven in LSU? Though I really didn't even want any points. LSU was going to win the game anyway. But what happened to the seven I was getting here, Todd?
12: Uh, the odds makers decided that they would readjust the market when they put this number back out for business I think amid growing speculation that even if two was out there we're not quite sure how he's gonna look for me though ultimately I think it's all about the coaching mismatch and that's the biggest concern when you have a team at LSU who might be as talented right now as Alabama you give Nick Saban and his staff two weeks I'm not sure that Ed Orgeron and his team I can prepare a game plan. Although I'd probably be selling, you know, Joe Brady, their passing coordinator, a bit short, and the defensive coordinator, uh, Dave Aranda, for what they've been able to accomplish so far this season.
8: Uh, are you inching one way or the other, or are you going to wait and kind of see how this thing plays out from the Tua reports during the week, Todd?
12: You know what, I want to see this game kind of unfold a bit. I think the over-under, despite some of the offensive prowess these two teams have in the mid-60s, may be a shade too high. Uh, but I actually make the game six with a healthy Tua. So if Tua's is out there, but he's not 100%, it changes the game quite a bit. But I have a pretty good inkling that this will be a game that I watch as a fan 3.30 Eastern next Saturday more than have a little skin in the game.
5: All right, Todd, Patriots-Ravens, how many people were uh, betting the uh, Patriots side? It was only a three-point line, and there were eight. No, i got to assume uh, Joe Public said, give me some of the Patriots tonight.
12: No doubt about it. Uh, About 75% of the tickets on that game came in on New England, and those folks who took uh, a lot of confidence in road teams going into this week uh, were soon separated from their wallet. Every single NFL home team. That played domestically. We'll throw out the Houston Jaguars game, and what well, we can even include the Thursday night game covered this weekend. So we talked about road teams dominating at the betting window. There was a major regression that took place this weekend. So if you believe in home cooking, you profited quite handsomely this particular NFL Week Nine.
8: So Todd, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. I was listening listening to the Raiders game, and when uh, Oakland scored their go-ahead touchdown, Brent Musburger. Uh, proclaim the over the over has been hit which I found so unique because we're always so afraid to talk about this and have been for years but now with the gro- I mean with your show and, and obviously the growing legalization of sports gambling do you see this becoming more of a mainstay in our broadcast and kind of how games are called and how games are positioned
12: I think it deserves to have a part. Do I want to see uh, regular telecast overrun by gambling commentary? Probably not. And the main reason I say that is because I think most people out there covering the games, by no fault of their own, aren't exactly equipped to discuss gambling in a positive, educational manner. And Good no, Arnie, point. that's not a jab directed at you by any stretch of the imagination. But when you look at Brent and his obvious investment in the space, what he's been able to do with his project out here in Las Vegas has gone very far. And so if there was any broadcaster across the National Football League or anywhere in the country that was going to make a gambling reference in some capacity, it was indeed going to be Brent when that game ends up closing at 55 uh, when the over-under ended up settling right at 51.
5: I wow. love it. hey Todd, you know, the Blues at one time had the worst record in the NHL. They, they end up winning the Stanley Cup. The Nationals were sub-500, 500, even 500, uh, halfway through the season it seemed like, and they come back, they win the World Series. Is it worth betting a team in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl other than the Patriots because it is so wide open and the Colts now may have a quarterback problem? Do you take one of those 4-4 and teams like the Raiders or maybe the Chargers or the Steelers and hope they make a comeback and just knock off the Patriots? Is that too far-fetched or what?
12: No, I mean, I always think there's opportunity. In the AFC right now, we only really know the top couple of seeds. You figure the Patriots, Kansas City, and maybe now the Ravens you pencil in as having playoff bids, but you mentioned the Chargers, and this is a team that I think opened a lot of people's eyes today with their dominant defensive effort holding Aaron Rodgers and the high-powered Green Bay Packers offense to less than 200 yards. We've seen how good this defense can be when Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are both out there together. The offensive line still leaves a lot to be desired, but you have a veteran quarterback in Phillip Rivers you have playmakers and Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen that are more than capable of getting the Chargers back into the fold. And imagine if they're able to get Derwin James back to anchor that secondary. I think you could do a lot worse than maybe taking a small flyer on the Chargers at 80-1, to 1, the wow. current rate right now. And when you look at their game on Thursday, that's going to go a long way. We've already seen money come in on the Chargers. Uh, the Raiders projected out about a 2.5-point favorite. Right now the number at Foxbat has the Chargers 1-point road chalk.
8: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm I'm willing to bet by the time that game kicks off on Thursday night that the Chargers are a two-point favorite. With that in mind, did today's performance, if you will, by the uh, Packers change your long-term perspective on them at all, or do you just look at it as a bump in the road?
12: No, not really, but this is also a team I mean, that I haven't been that high on. I said they were probably the gotcha. third or fourth best team uh, in the NFC. A lot of people were running to try and praise them for how well Aaron Rodgers was getting along with Matt Lafleur, but this is still a defense that has some vulnerabilities and shortcomings. And the Chargers exposed them. They played a slow, methodical game today. Really tried to take the air out of the ball. I think the Chargers are good. Ultimately, I think with the Vikings lost today, the Chargers, Chargers, excuse me, the Packers continue to have an inside track to win their division. Uh, But if I look at a pecking order, I'd much rather make a case for the Saints. The 49ers, and I still believe the Eagles are the team that nobody's talking about in the NFC. That's going to have a lot to be said about who ultimately represents the National Football Conference down in Miami.
5: Todd, I already ordered my number 13 Miami Dolphins Tour jersey. I. And then we win today. They spoiled that for me. I, what do we have to settle on? Joe Burrow, who I like, actually. But I, What did you think of that game? Were you, was anybody betting it? Did anybody watch it? How about that?
12: I mean, the Dolphins continue to be one of those hidden gems at the betting window. They're covering numbers now as oddsmakers have given them no respect. They'll be double-digit dogs again next weekend on the road against Indianapolis, a game that's already ticked down from 16 to 12.5. Wow. But you look at Miami now with one win and such a muddled mess at the bottom of the standings. The Jets with one win, the Bengals still remain winless. There's a very realistic possibility that Miami isn't drafting number one overall like a lot oh. of people projected which I don't think would be the worst-case scenario because if you're the Dolphins and you slot in that two or three, you might not feel obligated to take Tua. Meanwhile, you can get the most disruptive player in all of college football on the defensive side and maybe look to build around a guy like Chase Young, get a veteran quarterback, or even take a Justin Herbert somewhere else in the first round, knowing that they're going to have a pretty high pick from the Steelers as well.
8: Todd, final thought from me before we let you run. Do you get caught up in MVP odds? Do you care about those kind of exotic numbers at all? Because I'd be I'd be curious to see what's going on with Deshaun Watson's numbers right now with what he's done the last three weeks.
12: Well, I think the race is going to get a lot more tight at the top. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was the favorite at Fox back coming into this weekend, slightly above Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson did nothing to try and dissuade me from him being atop the scrap heap with five touchdowns and almost 400 yards passing, single-handedly keeping the Seahawks in the game. But Deshaun Watson means as much to the Texans as Russell Wilson does to the Seahawks. And I think you're going to hear more buzz about Lamar Jackson. Do I think Lamar deserves the award? Probably not. But that whole coaching staff, along with Lamar, given his performance tonight, deserves nothing but high praise that they built an offensive system around his skill set, and I think it makes them a dangerous out, but it's probably a stock I'd want to short as early as this coming Sunday where there'll be double-digit favorites on the road against a rested Cincinnati Bengals team.
5: Todd, Todd, hop on the bandwagon, the Vermont Catamounts basketball. Gosh. Watch them beat Virginia and St. John's.
12: You know what, Arnie? Unless uh, T.J. Sorrentine and Taylor Coppenrath are walking through that door, I'm not sure Vermont has enough scoring, either inside or out, wow. to really make a deep run and knock off the Kentuckys, the oh. Michigan State, and my oh. pick to win the national championship, the Florida Gators.
7: Wow. Like Look at
8: that. Great stuff. Todd, we'll talk to you next Thanks, week, man. Todd. Enjoy locking
12: Always in Always a week. pleasure, Jensen. Have a great week.
8: I see it, Todd I Furman, it. our man in Vegas on Twitter at Todd Furman. All right, Steve DeSager comes sauntering into the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios with everything going on. Is everything now a final, DeSager? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Beautiful. The
10: Clippers got the late game win, five and two record for them. Lakers, by the way, won. They're five and one. They've won five straight since losing that fourth quarter on opening night oh, to the my Clippers. Lakers. Yeah, well, there's the kiss of death. You know, you mentioned the uh, Chargers' unlikely win, 26-11 over Green Bay today. I was thinking that maybe in retrospect, we actually should have seen this coming after the first drive for each team. Because what have the Chargers been known for? Well, yeah, slow starts to seasons, but this year specifically, slow starts to games. And then fighting uphill for fourth quarters and losing close games. And they have a losing record. but. And, and Green Bay, by the way, the best NFC team at first quarter scoring and first drive scoring, all of that. And I took the over. And Green Bay won the toss yeah. and says, no, give them the ball. We defer. And wow. so the Chargers have the ball first and they keep it for over eight minutes to start the game. They have their longest drive of the season, 15 plays, 84 yards. Yes, they settled for a field goal. But by the end of the first and then Green Bay went three and out. So after the first quarter, Green Bay has no first downs. They're trailing, and the total yards is 136-7 after the first quarter. It was just a stunning result in the end. Tonight, New England, which had been 8-0, lost at Baltimore 37-20. Lamar Jackson, one touchdown pass, two TD runs. Mark Ingram interview was great this hour, guys. that will be up on the podcast. 15 carries, 115 yards for him. Oakland got a late touchdown pass and a defensive stand to beat Detroit, 31-24. Seattle with the overtime win against Tampa Bay, 40-34. Russell Wilson, five touchdown passes, including the game winner. That gave him 378 yards. And Denver sent the Browns to a fourth straight loss, 24-19. Miami and Buffalo with wins. Florida State fired coach Willie Taggart. Top five stayed the same in the new polls, Georgia number six, Florida number ten in AP. Guys, I assume we'll have a number one versus number two matchup this Saturday. But the first committee playoff uh, rankings of the year don't come out till Tuesday night. So yeah. nothing official on that. but it is LSU eight no at Alabama eight no this Saturday. And looking mm-hmm. up a list of one versus two games, it's very rare to happen in the regular season in the last 25 years. The last one wow. was LSU Alabama that 9 to 6 game that was in 2011 and uh, Ohio State 1996 as a number 1 played number 2 Texas and beat him in September and number 2 Michigan and beat him in November in the same season. And before that, you'd have to go to mid-90s Florida-Florida State, a one versus two. It's pretty wow. rare in the regular season. Kevin Harvick, the NASCAR winner at Texas, he started from the poll. The round of eight concludes next Sunday at Phoenix. Rory McIlroy took the golf tournament in Shanghai in a playoffs. Uh, by the way, college basketball starts Tuesday. It'll be a doubleheader with four teams and the top four ranked teams in the preseason poll at Madison Square Garden, New York. It's number 3 Kansas against number 4 Duke and then number 2 Kentucky against number 1 Michigan State on nice. Tuesday. And uh, two items from the NFL guys, do you realize the home team won every game today in the NFL, tying the record 11 and 0 the home teams were today if you don't include the London game, a neutral site game. But the the best little tidbit I found this evening was Starting quarterbacks picking up wins today included Josh Allen, Kyle Allen, and Brandon Allen. All
5: three Allen brothers.
10: That's a first. Three with the same last name. Back in 2000, there was Rob Johnson, Brad Johnson, and Atlanta's Doug Johnson. They all lost the same weekend. And in 1984, there was Mark Wilson, Wade Wilson, and New Orleans' Dave Wilson. They went one and two that weekend. So... Pretty impressive. Wow. But yeah, the home teams taking 11-0 and 0 in these games, that had happened in one of the weeks just last season. But before that, it was like once in the last 20 years that it happened where all the home teams were undefeated on one Sunday. Wow. I
8: learned something today. Holy smokes. Great stuff, Sager. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, a couple of tweets. Sager's going to roll in, get us caught he up on. He didn't throw the
5: Manning brothers in there. I guess there's no third Manning then. Well, there is, but he didn't play. So I think there's like four
8: of them. Okay. Uh, but, it, yeah, but Yeah, I, it's about more than two. Right. I would have never put that together. I would have never put that together. Uh, And then, by the way, Brandon Allen in the Broncos game, which I ended up watching a lot of the place I I was at, had had all the games on. And he looked pretty good. Yes, he He did. He looked Pretty good for the Broncos. So I know everyone in Denver land is kind of ushering towards the Drew Locke era, but. Brandon Allen's looked good the last, uh, or at least this this last game for the Broncos. Of course, it came against the Browns, which unfortunately I I think we might have to accept Arnie that maybe the Browns aren't going to the Super Bowl this year, and and maybe this won't be what it's like when we win the AFC. So I don't know, man. I I, I watched that today. I I don't know if I've seen a team squander more red zone opportunities than the Cleveland Browns did. They had a ton of opportunities in that game, and I know everyone will focus on the fourth down play when Baker missed Odell Beckham down the sidelines, but they should have been up by at least two scores by that point. I mean, it was just oof. How can they be this bad? What happened? What happened?
5: What happened was I started to think they, they believed their own press clippings before the year. And what was what was that first preseason game when they scored a touchdown and their announcement? This is the way it's going to yeah, be like when said. we win the division.
8: Yeah, you'd yeah, never sure listen to me. Uh, but here's the thing that's funny about it is uh, I still look at them and a couple of other teams, regardless of about how bad their records are right now in the AFC and think, you know, we're probably like a blink from someone putting together a couple of wins, saying, "Hey, look, they're back in the playoff chase." But oh, I mean, listen, come on, Baloney. two and six, two and six is too far gone. It's wild to think one of their wins is against the Ravens. By the way, right we, we got to
5: get to some of the tweets because we got to give a shout out to our colleague. Who's that? Ben Maller. Oh, because yeah, one of the tweets right. says, "Stinkin' genius. What nights are you going to be filling in for Ben Maller? I want to be a contestant in power play. I won't be filling in for for Ben, though. We we hope Ben has a speedy recovery." Um, what does he have? Scurvy is is what he had. I don't know.
8: Uh, Benson out a tweet earlier tonight yeah. that said uh, he had his gallbladder.
5: Oh, removed. so he doesn't have scurvy.
8: So I don't think it would be scurvy, Arnie. <laughs> I think that <laughs> scurvy.
5: I am just I, kidding. <laughs> we do wish Ben had his gallbladder removed, so we do wish him a speedy recovery. And um, no, I will not be filling it. I. I I, uh, I can't deal with the Mallor Militia, so I, I, I always say no thank you when they ask me to fill in for Ben.
8: I had fun with the Mallor Militia last week whenever we had a chance to fill in. I think it was either last you Wednesday or the fun, Wednesday huh? before. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a blast with him. The, the funniest thing, once they got past the fact that Ben wasn't personally violating them by not showing up for work, we got along great. I mean... <laughs> And by the way, Brian knows coming up next. But that was the thing that cracked me up is you would get tweets like, where's Ben tonight? He didn't say he wasn't going to be here. I'm like, I know it's crazy to think people might actually take a night off work. How dare they? But, yeah, Big Ben, get well soon. Get well I was going to say, can
5: can you – Get your gallbladder removed on purpose to take days off. Is that the way that works or no?
8: I don't don't think that's how that works, but yes, Uh, get well soon. All right, let me get a couple of tweets in here. Jim writes, the haters will be out big time, Arnie. Uh, We Pats fans have heard this tune whistled before. We'll see who's left standing come February. The only loss that matters is the final game. Astro fans know all about that. That's wow. He had to even
5: throw the Astro fans for no reason under the bus on that one. Well, he's right. Now they're 8-1, and one and there's nobody any competition. There's nothing in the AFC. I mean, I'm hoping the Chiefs get Mahomes back, and they look like a, a better team, especially if they get help on their offensive line. But he's right. I don't know who else is going to take him on down. Maybe the Ravens again, but that will be in Foxborough. You know, it's kind of wild. And, and, I, and again, I'm maybe – Maybe I've
8: suffered too many defeats as a diehard fan of my team, but I had myself convinced as I was watching parts of the Chiefs and the Vikings today that maybe having Mahomes out for a couple of weeks and still, you know, not going over during that stretch might have been the best thing that could have happened to Kansas City because you had a time to continue to develop some other playmakers. You keep the guy healthy. The MVP isn't the ultimate goal. The championship is, and now you're going to get him back healthier. They didn't try to rush him back. What What did Jay Glazer say today, that uh, if he would have tried to play this week, there was a 40% chance that he could still dislocate his kneecap wow. again? And, wow. And I I might have my numbers way too high, but if he waited another week, That percentage would drop almost in half, if not more. So they're going to take their time, and now they're going to get him back just as Tyree Kill is is getting back to 100%. You saw him today. They you know, won a game without two of their best defenders. I'm telling you, Arnie, I don't think this is a paved road by any stretch of the imagination for the Patriots to the to the Super Bowl again. I think the Chiefs are going to beat him in the AFC championship game. I really how come, do.
5: How come people were saying that Mahomes should shut it down until he's healthy, obviously, and I said the same thing. They, they shouldn't have played him this weekend. How come people were saying to Zion he should shut it down for the rest of the college basketball uh, season the end? NCAA tournament but nobody's saying that to Tua who had surgery what was it like uh, an hour ago and now he's going to come back and play against LSU in what 13 days or 14 days and um, you know this is a guy that's had injuries before Uh, isn't his career on Sundays mean anything how come nobody's saying this guy should not be out there.
8: Because it's the SEC, Arnie, and it just oh, means more. Don't you pay attention to the promos? On, don't you listen?
5: Don't, I mean, uh, look, and, and, and Duke and college basketball is not important, and Mahomes in Kansas City is not important.
8: Come on, just means more. I'm sorry, Arnie. Don't you understand where Bama relates to the rest of the country? Can I give you a hot take real quick? Yeah, sure. I don't. Th- I don't think he's playing. I don't think that it is possible. Everyone's like, "Oh, he did it before, and he came back." Yeah, that was from the SEC championship game until a bowl game. That was from December 1st until, what, almost January 1st, late December. He had four weeks to heal. You're talking about what, maybe 13 days at the yeah. most? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it'll probably be a little bit more than that, my math, with the bye week, like 18 days at the most, 19 days at the most? Come on. I understand the procedure. I, I've studied it thoroughly. I get what it's all about, and I know that it's his opposite ankle, but, Arnie, I don't think there's any way he's going to play. So you, <laughs> and when it comes down to. Is going to be it, what be, Mac
5: Jones then? Is that who it is?
8: Yeah. And it'll be curious to see if maybe your theory holds some weight if it comes down to. You know he can go, but he's going to really be risking it, pushing it this soon. I just, again, I I believe that modern medicine is something special, but I just don't think he's playing. All right, listen, we got to get a break. DeSager going to slide in here. We just caught up on everything that uh, happened in the world of sports today, and I've got tons of tweets still to get to. Plus, buy or sell right around the corner with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
4: Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's dot acom forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
8: It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. More tweets coming up, man. Good stuff. Buy or sell next hour. Steve DeSager in the house after covering the Chargers-Packers game amongst a sea of green that I would imagine tonight, DeSager was pretty quiet, huh?
10: <laughs> Very loud at the beginning and uh, surprisingly quiet by the
8: end. Poor lap. Lapp.
10: Gre- yeah, he was there sitting in row two at the goal line, and boy, <laughs> they didn't have much to cheer about today. Green Bay only had three drives in the first half, three total first downs on those three wow. drives. They went three and out, then six and out, then nine and punt. And I mentioned the poor start compared to the great start for the Chargers. Aaron Rodgers, first half... Thirty-five yards passing. I mean, when when does that happen?
5: You know, I, I I know the games in, in in California, but you know, up in Green Bay, it's such a different experience. You know, there was there was a one fan up there that was so cold he wouldn't leave the game. They had to amputate his toes after the what? game because he wouldn't. Yeah, Google that. It was a story I read on the air. They had to amputate part of his toes because he wouldn't leave the game. He would, that. That's a fan. That's what I'm talking about. Slightly
10: like. different experience in the California sunshine these three years for the Chargers at the soccer stadium. Uh, first half total yards in this one, it was 250 yards to 50, Chargers. They, they just they kept settling for field goals. It could have been incredible dominance on the scoreboard because Green Bay was doing nothing. By late third quarter, they were down 19-0, five drives, four first downs. They only had 60 total yards by late <laughs> third quarter, and this is one of the best offenses around. I mean, Rodgers averages 290 yards passing a game. With about 10 minutes left, he had 61 yards through the air, and they were down 26-3. to Meanwhile, Phillip Rivers had 285 through the air just the first three quarters. We talked about Rivers and his career a lot, and there are negatives on the bio. But, man, when he's good, he's good. And he totally outplayed Rodgers today. And when Phillip Rivers, like today, has at least a 100 passer rating, his record is 82-19 and in his career. Wow. He is stunningly good when he's good. I mean, what have we brought up before if, like, first half of the season's He's under 500 in his win loss record. But any game after November 1st, Phillip Rivers is now 73 and 42. We can get the Chargers at
5: 80 to 1 right now. How about that? Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's
10: not go crazy. They'd have to win playoff games, right? Yeah. On the other side of the thing, you had the Titans today. Two interceptions thrown, four sacks allowed, committed 11 penalties, missed three field goals, and lost 30 to 20 at Carolina. And Tennessee cornerback Malcolm Butler suffered a broken wrist. Jeez. The Monday night game is Dallas at the Giants. The Cowboys have won 5 straight head to head with the Giants. You've got a great offense Giants in Dallas are that one, yeah. and a uh, <laughs> one of the worst defenses in the Giants. In fact, the Giants have not only lost 4 in a row in first quarters, they've been outscored 38 nothing during the four game losing streak. So that's the I, n- I never tomorrow.
5: thought I would say this but um, I never thought my Dolphins would be better than my Giants right now. I, that's how bad it is. Miami did get a win
10: for those who didn't hear yes. their first victory. Oh, since, they all heard. Everybody heard. Since the Miami Miracle when they beat the Patriots last season. So it was a 10 game losing wow. streak they break. Each team had a safety in the same game. First time since 1994 I in have the bet NFL. That. Yeah, keep doing that. <laughs> the uh, Dolphins actually led for the last 36 minutes of this game today. Entering today in their first four home games, they'd led four minutes <laughs> total. In the four home games. So, yeah, Absolutely. things were a little different today. It would have uh, been an 0-8 start to the season. Instead, it's a victory. And the Jets are 1-7, which matches one of their worst starts ever. They had been 0-8, 1996. But, you know, the Jets have started 1-7 and five other occasions. So they're kind of <laughs> used to this type of first half of the season. Washington is 1-8. They match their worst starts since, well, over 20 years. And the Washington offense has now gone 13 quarters since scoring a touchdown. They lost 24-9 to at Buffalo today. On the positive side, Adrian Peterson did have over 100 yards rushing. But how about Buffalo? 6-2 and two now, their best start since 1993. And a quote from one of their players, I'm done apologizing for our wins. I'm not too worried about strength of schedule. There's six wins coming against, <laughs> you know, teams with yeah. about... <laughs> Six wins total uh, between all of them. Uh, Anyway, and Josh Jacobs, two touchdown runs for the Raiders, 120 yards. He breaks Marcus Allen's franchise rookie rushing record. Allen came up during a strike year.
8: He's so good. He's so good. Just stay healthy. Just stay healthy. That's all I ask. Thanks to Sager. Good stuff. Now, when we come back, Arnie, I feel like every Sunday night I wait until it's too late in the show to truly get into buy or sell. Right. So we will kick off the final hour. I have my laundry list of big questions for Arnie Spanier. We'll go all in on what we learned from week nine, your tweets, reaction, and locker room audio next. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, let's go into the final hour. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Bobo on the wheels of steel and so much more engineering. You could not even fathom it tonight. Gavin is filling in, which I'm kind of surprised because I thought there'd be a little bit more gloating tonight, Gavin, whenever it comes to your your Chargers. Okay, so this
6: is my thing. The Chargers, every year they start slow. Every year. Uh And then they start going on a, a little run. And it was last week when I was kind of telling people around here, I was going, you know what? This could be it right now. They get an easy win. Uh, last week against the Bears. This week, obviously, I didn't expect this. Um, mm. But, no, I'm enjoying it. I just don't want to get too hyped up because this team okay. has let me down a ton. But I'm glad to see they're getting healthier. Guys are coming
5: back. They look they look good, but we'll see what Boy, they can c- keep doing. C- correct me if I'm wrong. was it Gavin our producer like six, seven years ago, we <laughs> fired him for being a Chargers
8: yeah. fan? I, I, I don't think we fired him, Arnie. I I'm think pretty got sure promoted. I did. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> yes, Kevin Kinzel. <laughs> I and think it's comes- ironic
6: that yeah. Lee, who I'm covering for today, oh. uh, was at the Packer game. He, he yes. took the night off so he could watch that drubbing by my Chargers. And by the way, seats? for those that
8: haven't caught on, Lee, a diehard Green Bay Packer fan living in SoCal, finally getting the opportunity with the millions and millions of Packer fans who showed up, only to leave. I, you know, my my favorite one
6: is is Eric Roberts, another producer here. He is a Bills fan. Bills, yeah. He left. He he took a Sunday. That's why we fired him to go to a Bills game. It was the Nathan Peterman start. Five interceptions. (laughs) It was great. I you
5: deserve
8: to be fired if you went to a game like that.
5: Oh my goodness! I forgot man.
8: about that. Oh well, it's uh, it's fun. The cruise, Mike. You took a day off to go to the St. Louis Rams game. Yeah, I did. I did. And by the you way, should the Raiders be fired got,
1: for that.
8: Well, I didn't really go to the St. Louis Rams <laughs> game. I went more to see the Raiders play, and they got beat fifty-three to three. I think was the <laughs> final score. I will not. I mean, I, I feel. I'm not even lying. It was the year when the, everyone thought they would go over, and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs on a – I think it was a Thursday night football game whenever C.O. Moore and Khalil Mack almost cost him the game for celebrating while the Chiefs were lining up to <laughs> try to <laughs> to try to snap the ball. Justin Tuck had to take a timeout. I went that next week because it was the closest the Raiders were going to be to me. My family lives in St. Louis, so I drove up to St. Louis and uh, – I think I I think the final score was like fifty three to three. I mean it that was, was really a really
5: there you go. Yeah,
8: so maybe we all maybe all should be. But the Sakers a smart one of all of us. He not only got the game in, but ended up at work tonight.
10: <laughs> by the way, I looked it up at St. Louis. It was Rams fifty two to nothing. So you're nothing. giving, bl- you get a
8: point? <laughs> you're giving the Raiders a little too
10: it? much credit for Derek yeah. Carr and company that try, night. Trying to it's blow it up. On. Got beat by Sean Hill in St. Sean Louis Hill. that day. Yeah,
8: smoke destroyed, and it was a very. <laughs> It was very. Can I say, as you mentioned, 2.
10: Chargers? And yes, it's good to have health. They got their kicker back today. Speaking of health, Michael Badgley, ah. the money badger, and he's had that copyrighted, by the way. <laughs> he made his first four field goals today. I know most people haven't heard of him. This guy set the Chargers franchise record making a 59-yarder last year, and from inside 50, he was perfect for the entire season last year. So getting him back was kind of a big thing for all the kicking woes the Chargers have had in recent years.
6: By the way, the one kick he did miss today would have set a franchise record for kicks in a game. I think six was the
10: total, and Nate Kading had five. So for the last 20 years, five would have been the would have been the Tops. Oh, my yeah. gosh. But this fantastic. church only punted once today. They had five field goal attempts, two touchdowns. I think they scored on six of their first seven drives
6: against Korea You know Bay. what's funny, though, Steve, Who is this, Benershka? Is... is that who you're talking about? <laughs> no, no, no my bad. Vinerska. I'm sorry. Even when they <laughs> got up, I think it was 19 to nothing, I, I was still like, this game isn't over. Agreed. You know? <laughs> it's just
10: not... Agree. And yet the running game was there. It shouldn't have been. They don't have an offensive line, but they do have a new play caller. You know, they fired Ken Wisenhunt, as offensive coordinator. And what a debut for Shane, the new play caller. And it was one first down after another on the ground. The Chargers had 11 rushing first downs. Green Bay had one.
8: I, I'm starting to think more oh. and more. By the way, as we come to you tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm starting to think more and more, Arnie, that as we look ahead to this much-anticipated Thursday night football game, it could be like a high school football game over in like an hour and a half with the way that these two teams run the football. NFL Network or Fox, whoever has it this week, be like, we got to take a TV timeout here in the middle of a drive because the way the Chargers <laughs> play keep away from the Packers and the way that John Gruden's offense has started – to kinda of materialize with their ground control time of possession game, ooh, we could have a we could have a speedy one on Thursday night. Now as soon as I say that it'll be fifty two to forty. Right, and exactly. Phillip Rivers <laughs> Philip Rivers will throw for four hundred and Derek Carr will throw for four hundred, but fun day. Uh you want to get into a little buyer sell here before yeah, you absolutely. too carried away. Yeah. You know, Gavin's brought up a great idea. When we come back uh, in our second segment, we're going to relive our conversation with Mark Ingram, which I honestly think became more about Mark's thoughts on (laughs) Alabama-LSU. This weekend, then it oh, did anything gonna else. Oh, that's going to come back and
5: bite him in the backside. I trust not that he cares, but he doesn't have to play in the game. But believe me, LSU fans will get a hold of that, and they'll yeah, just, I, uh, they'll play it local. I got to
6: say, a little behind the curtain for our listeners out here. When we have a good interview like that, I like to send out an email to our PR team. You know, just get the quotes mm-hmm. out. What what happened? <laughs> I, I can't believe that the highlight of my email was not about their dominant win over the patriots <laughs> knocking them off the pedestal no. <laughs> it was him calling out lsu every damn year uh, i i can't wait to hear it again
8: i love well, it i love you it you know what you know what's really funny to me is you're 100% right i yeah. mean he came out and and they dominated the patriots tonight dominated them but there'll be more people upset about him getting fired up as an Alabama oh, yeah. fan than anything else. <laughs> you, you watch. You All t- right, tweeted uh, out what by you say, yourself.
5: a Tiger
6: Nation or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah. Whatever. That will come back later,
8: for sure. Arnie just loves trying to throw the hashtags in there, man. And you never hashtag any of your tweets. Arnie will be
6: posting that interview on message boards and and Baton Rouge (laughs) later tonight.
8: Look at what he said about you. Do you know what's funny, though, is, is, again, to continue to break down that fourth wall, do you know how much gas is being talked in those locker rooms? And now if if Honey Badger gets an opportunity to do a few interviews, how much trash he's going to talk for LSU or – I don't know any other NFL guy that's out there right now that's a Tiger alum. I mean, it's just going to be nonstop. So I love what he, I
5: I, he I he's playing. The before the Patriots, oh, we have the utmost respect for them. Oh, Alabama, LSU, man, I'm tired. of them. It's a win for us every time, man. I don't care. You know, all of a sudden that wasn't any respect for them. All of a sudden, well, you know, honestly,
6: that interview kind of affected my betting because I was all in on LSU this week. Uh, I'm kind fantastic. of rethinking it. I don't know.
5: Oh, geez. I, I, I like the way you're
8: thinking, Gavin. All right, let me get a couple buyer sells then in here real quick. All right, Artie, I mentioned this is something that I learned, so I want to know if you buy or sell it. Adam Gase and Freddie Kitchens will be one and done. Both will be fired at the end of the season.
5: Yeah, I can certainly see that. I'm going to buy that. Why should you, you know, go ahead and bring him on back? The jobs they have done are just atrocious. And if you're going to go ahead and break up with the girl, you know, I hate women that go, well, I'm going to break up with him, but I'm going to wait till after Christmas and, and Valentine's Day so I can get my presents. You know, one's enough. All you need is one year. You see it's not going to work. Cut bait. Goodbye. Send me a postcard at your next stop. I wish you all the best but uh, you're not going to be coaching here. It's time to move on.
8: So I know I'm not supposed to hold anything against you that you said the week before right. And, right. and that you've probably forgotten this tweet. Of course. Or excuse me, this opinion. But if you're going to do that, why not just cut bait now? In the why middle of the season. like, give them an opportunity c- to get any positive momentum going?
5: Yeah, but then you're going to hear well, what kind of a reputable coach is going to want to work for a guy that just fired one guy in the middle of the season in his first year. And then you'll hear that boating. The media will start piling on that.
8: I've still had yet to hear a coach that didn't take a job because someone was fired midseason. <laughs> I, I mean, again, I still have yet to see someone take another I've job already saying, heard Well, they with fired the Florida guy State, before me.
5: Who's going to take the Florida State job when they just fired a guy in his second year in the midseason after week nine? What kind of guy's going to want a job like that?
8: All of them. <laughs> all of them that are looking for head coach's job. Um, all right. So, anyway, but you and I agree that they're done, but we disagree that the time to move on is now, right?
5: Well, no, yeah, I, I I say you wait till after the year. You're not going to save anything now, and you might as well be crappy for that uh, top pick. Now that the Dolphins won, you might as well go ahead and try to get that going for you. All right, uh, buy or
8: sell, Arnie. The Chiefs win without Mahomes has reasserted them as the number two team in the AFC. Buying or selling it?
5: Um well not without Mahomes with Mahomes i could certainly buy it but if i had to pick the number 2 team right now in the afc and i guess the patriots are still number 1 i'd have to put the ravens at number 2 even though the ravens Ooh, beat them Okay. i don't think the ravens would do that to them if they played at foxborough we all know the patriots clinched home field advantage in august uh for the for the playoffs so um yeah you know, they got to go through foxborough so yeah ravens are number 2 um but with mahomes and the chiefs I would give them a little bit of the nod um, over the Ravens, but until Mahomes comes back, right now the Ravens are at number two.
8: And by the way, just to clarify, I wasn't talking about the Chiefs long-term without Mahomes. I just mentioned with them being able to get that win today without him. All right, Uh, here's a buy or sell, Arnie. The Chargers and Steelers are very much alive and well in the AFC playoff picture.
5: Yeah, I'm buying it. All the stats they gave us about teams that were 4-4, four and four, you know, at 500, and able to go ahead and still make the playoffs after eight games. And as we said, what's going to be the the diagnosis for Jacoby Brissett? How long is he going to be hurt? It looked like he was okay, but he never made it back into the game. Um, they're holding out the last wild card. You got Buffalo at 6-2, and two and... You never know when they're just going to let you know start choking away. They haven't played the toughest schedule either, so yeah, it is wide open. And after that, you got all these four four teams. Um, you got Pittsburgh. You got Jacksonville at four and five. Same thing with Tennessee. Um, even the Raiders, uh, the Chargers. So yeah, I'm buying that you're you're in it at four and five, even at uh, four four and four or four and five.
8: So this kind of goes along the same line as uh, JJ from Ritten's tweet that he just sent in. But buy or sell, Arnie, we're in a dead heat for the MVP award with Deshaun Watson coming on, with the way that Russell Wilson has played so far, kind of maybe seeing Patrick Mahomes slip because of the injury and Aaron Rodgers' campaign taking a hit today, McCaffrey back alive. I mean, if we truly had... Buy or sell? There is no front runner right now because there's so many players in that mix for the MVP right now.
5: There is no front runner, though. If I was going to guess who the top two, McCaffrey obviously with Carolina. Um, Seattle Russell Wilson's been fantastic, and they're seven and two. So you know maybe he gets a little bit more cachet because of the team he plays for um, is a better team than Carolina. But McCaffrey, what he's done has been tremendous. Also, I think they've got to be one and one A and one B right now.
8: I I'll tell you what, I saw Aaron Rodgers look like an MVP candidate three weeks ago against yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. I saw Deshaun Watson look like it last week and this week against him. But Arnie, I can't and we haven't talked at all. We haven't brought up the the Seahawks Buccaneers game yet. Every time I'm watching Russell Wilson, he's doing something that is jaw-dropping. And I know, uh, jaw-dropping's not MVP. Yeah, Ken, easy. I hate
5: when they do Wow, that's yeah, amazing. Know. Right,
8: right, right. No, I get that. I get that. But they're, they're winning games, and they he's the reason. You know, I, I just, he, he's the guy. So, By the way, I'm I got leaning. a lucky
5: cover on them, too. They missed the field goal, went overtime, and then they get the touchdown. I laid four and a half.
0: <laughs>
8: Well, I guess my point is I'm, I'm kind of leaning right now towards Russell Wilson, but I'm so intrigued to see the way that this plays out. All right, and then, uh, then two more quick ones on the NFL, yeah. and we'll save the college one until after we uh, hear Mark Ingram next segment. But, Arnie, uh, buy or sell, the Jets should go with a quarterback with their top five pick in the NFL draft.
5: Oh, I'm I'm buying that. Wow. I'm absolutely buying that. I I mean, what Sam Darnold shown to you? Wow, what a great quarterback. He's our quarterback of the future. <laughs> I know. Look, they've got a couple more years on that rookie contract. I I can't trust Sam Darnold. I, I can't do it. I'm not. You can't win with him. What what famous guy? Can't win with him. Can't do it. Herman um, Edwards, baby. Yeah, well you can't win with him. You oh no, no, that's Mike Singletary. I'm yeah, sorry. Mike Singletary I today, screwed up yeah. my
8: angry coaches. Herm yeah, Edwards yeah, yeah. was uh, was another yeah. anger. This was Mike Singletary on Vernon Oh, well, I have to my agree bad.
5: with I can't do it. Can't win with him, so I'm gonna have to draft another quarterback and start from scratch. Uh Sam, you're gonna go to the bench with your rookie contract, sorry. <laughs> I just
8: it are we gonna look back and and again and again, I, I know that we're only, you know, with halfway through the season in year two. But are we going to look back at the top half of the 2016 NFL draft kind of like we have so far with with uh, what the the Buccaneers have with Jameis Winston and it's the going Titans to be the had opposite Marcus of the Marcus
5: It's the opposite of the way we look at the 83 quarterback draft. How about that, which is the best of all time. This is one of the worst of all time. I don't know how many quarterbacks were taken in the first round with Jamarcus Russell. I don't know how many were in that round.
8: Why you got to bring that up? We're having a I great show to. tonight. I we're having fun. Yep. We're smiling. Had we're had laughing. You got to bring up Jamarcus bit. Russell. Yesterday, a bit. yesterday, my daughter pulled out a, a, a box from under my bed, and she goes, "Ooh, Dad, what's in here? It's where I keep all my sweaters." And I had a Jamarcus Russell jersey in there. Oh. I uh, immediately went and threw it away. By the you way, you know had they should Jared have a contest in too.
5: Who has the worst jersey <laughs> right now? Whereas <laughs> the guy man. was just a total bust, and and you're like, I can't do anything with it. I don't know what to do with it.
8: I mean. Jamarcus Russell is a pretty good candidate, wouldn't you say?
5: All right, yeah. There's, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some other ones too. No doubt. When
8: we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studio, I have a few more buyer sells for Arnie, but we also had an opportunity to catch up with Mark Ingram after his 100 yard plus night against the New England Patriots, and he talked a lot about the upcoming Alabama LSU oh, matchup. Yes, LSU fans, we'll reset it for you next on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
8: Mark Ingram was fired up after the Ravens win. Over the Patriots tonight, we'll talk to him coming up here in just a bit. But first, Arnie Plank brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com/slash/credit-scorecard. Limitations apply. Got a good stuff on Twitter too. We have to. Yeah, get Paul to says he has ignoring.
5: a JP, a JP Lowsman, Trent Edwards, EJ Manuel uh, jersey. I win, no argument.
8: Uh, The J.P. Lossman jersey, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's going back to uh, (laughs) Tulane days as well, too. So you win. You win. I'm out with my Jamarcus Russell jersey. All right, real quick, before we reset Mark Ingram, Gavin, you had something you wanted to bring up here real quick?
6: Yeah, so this was from last week's Oklahoma game. Of course, you are on the broadcast. I just thought Uh, this was about the height of,
8: of the game for Oklahoma fans. Hurts back to pass, steps up, wants to run it himself, to the 10, to the 5, to the 2, pushed backwards, there's a scrum, Sooners are pushing, pushing, into the end zone, no signal yet. He's laying in the end zone.
1: The two officials are jogging in, touchdown! (laughs) A delayed call, they had to unstack the pile, Chris Blank was trying to help him out down there. Jalen Hurts gets by with a little help from his friends. And you're
6: as yeah, was about <laughs> as angry as I'll get. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do, <laughs> Pliner? guy.
8: Yeah. Uh, well, the, he was laying in the end zone. The umpires or the referee and the line judges were looking at each other like, "What?" I'll say, you know, the Big Twelve's got a little work to do on officiating. Outside of that, fun football conference. A little, little officiating work, though. As I'm starting to notice, Arnie. I think that seems to be symbolic of about all of college football right exactly. now. Maybe the NFL as well, too, right? I mean, <laughs> we might have an officiating issue across all of sports. Thanks, Gavin. I appreciate that. They edited it out my he's laying in the end zone and all of the great touchdown calls they do for Toby. I was a little bit disappointed by that. I called it. I oh. saw it. I was, I was right
6: there. You knew. Yeah,
8: that it. made it I 10 knew. to
6: nothing. And after that, it was right. you know, Kansas State woke up. Yeah,
8: I, in I fact, heard. I think, didn't the Sooner score again? They go up 17 zip? And oh, I think you're right. The yeah. Whole, yeah. And then the bottom fell out. Yeah, the bottom <laughs> fell out. <laughs> in a big way. Well, Iowa State Saturday night. We'll see if they can bounce back uh, on Big Fox. All right. Uh, well, we had a chance, speaking of college football, to talk to Heisman Trophy winner, Alabama great Mark Ingram, to not only talk a little bit about Alabama LSU, but a lot about the win tonight over New England. Big win for the Baltimore Ravens. They knocked off the New England Patriots 37-20. Big night for our next guest. Roll Tide. Mark Ingram. on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Hey, congratulations, Mark. That was impressive tonight. Uh, Just take me through how it felt out there and what was really leading to all your success on the ground this evening against the Patriots.
3: Man, I think just, you know, Coach Zero did a great job of scheming up all their different looks this weekend. We knew we had to execute, man. They're a great defense, great team, great players, great coaching. And we knew we had to put our best foot forward in order to have a chance to win this game. And just the offensive line did a great job. The tight ends, fullback, receivers blocking downfield. You can't have a successful game running the ball without all 11 guys on the offense. So I'm just a testament to our team, our offensive line, our big boys blocking. Coach G-Rush up the uh, you know proper looks for us to have success. And we was able to uh, execute, man, and come away with a big win.
5: Mark, what did the coach say about the, their defense before the game? Because there was talk, this is an elite defense. They're one of the best of all time. This team was 8-0. What did he say about that defense?
3: Man, we respect them, man. We respect them. We have... Uh, they have great players, great coaching. Like I said, man, they're just a great team overall. Um, we saw some things on film where you know, they're getting pressure, crazy, crazy pressure, crazy turnovers. And, um, you know, we just knew we had to you know, play football, man. One play at a time, not give them anything and uh, just grind, man. You got to stay on them. 60 minutes, you got to stay on them. Every single play, uh, they're a great team, great defense time. Brady can get it going at any moment. Uh, we just had to stay focused one play at a time. And uh, I think you know, we just came a lot of overcame some adversity and we was able to get a, a great team win, offense, defense, special teams. Um, it, was, it was a big win for us.
8: Mark, I know you're early in your time with the Ravens, but what have you seen growth-wise uh, in what you saw in year one from Lamar Jackson to this confident and and versatile dude that we continue to see in year two? Where have you seen his biggest growth?
3: Well, just from a distance, I think, you know, he got through in the fire last year and uh, he handled it great, man. I think he, Made, he was 6-1 and one in his starts, and, um, you know, that's getting thrown in the fire. So, obviously, you know, his first season as a full starter, he's just getting more and more confident, learning the defenses, learning the offenses, and he's just going to continue to improve, man. The moment's not big. No moment is too big for him. He's a super competitor. He's uh, got the drive to be successful. Um, he loves his teammates, man. He's humble. He has all the intangibles that you look for in a franchise quarterback, and I feel like he's only going to continue to improve, get better. I feel like he's going to be, you know, one of the – one of the best QBs in this league for a long time.
5: Hey, Mark, give a shout-out to your defense. Tom Brady looked a little slow out there. He looked every bit of 42 going up against your defense.
3: Man, our defense, they fly around. They fly around. They make it (laughs) tough on you to, uh, you know, (laughs) make plays, man. They fly around. They're fast. Our DBs cover. Our linebackers are fast. Our safeties, uh, D-linemen pressure, stopping the run. Uh, We we put them in a bad position twice, you know. We had a a muff punt. Uh, I had a fumble. That gave them 10 points. Our defense stood up strong for us. Then in the third quarter, they came out, had a, you know, a formal return for a TD that was huge for us. They had to go back on the field, had a long drive, the Patriots scored on So we knew we had to have a long drive, rest them up, score some points, and uh, get the momentum going. And uh, our defense is, yeah, they're the stuff, man. And I think, you know, just offensively, defensively, we played a great game, complimentary game, overcome adversity. And that's what you have to do to be great teams. All right.
8: So, Mark, we do want to ask you about Bam LSU before you get out of here, oh, yes. but I got to know first year in Baltimore. You guys are off to I well, I can't even say great start anymore. We're at the halfway point of the season. How, <laughs> how how confident are you feeling right now? How good are you feeling about where this team is now going forward with the division title potentially down the road and definitely the playoffs in focus?
3: Man, we have to. Yeah, we just have to get better, man. We just have to keep improving, man. This league, man, is one day at a time. It's one game at a time. If any given Sunday, you could be beaten, man. If you're not ready, if you're not prepared um, properly, you can you can, you can, be beaten by anybody. So um, we have to make sure we keep the intensity up, keep the focus up, um, keep encouraging each other, stay healthy, and just keep getting better, man. That's the, that's the main thing, keep improving, keep getting better. We're at the halfway point. We just got to keep uh, as good as we've gotten the first half. We got to get that same. We got to get even better the second half. So um, I'm excited about where we're at. What would you say to your
5: uh, Alabama teammates or your, your your Alabama team right now as they get ready to take on LSU this week? Nobody loses. You guys don't lose in Tuscaloosa now, do you?
3: Listen, man. Every single year, man, y'all want to hype up this dumb LSU game, and every single year we get the W. So you know, roll damn tight. Just play Bama football and do that thing, man. You feel me? We gonna hold it down, roll tight all day. We coming? We coming for that redemption again this year? You feel me? Roll tight, baby. You heard it.
8: Mark Ingram. (laughs) <laughs> I don't uh, know if there's a better way to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, I think that was pretty perfect. I, 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 that was pretty perfect right there. And it was funny because I, I don't think he was done, Arnie, but I think his cell phone cut out a little bit on him. I think he was I think he was still rolling and didn't realize, oh no, my cell phone's dropped out a bit on me, but perfect. I mean, could there be a better way to wrap up an interview than that?
5: But did he whistle like I go give a shout out to your defense. You know, what did you think about their point? He's like you know, I gave a little whistle. Like, yeah, they're, they're crushing them. I'm like, wow, this guy's really it,
8: animated. It, it is. It is kind of funny how here we are coming off an amazing win for the Ravens tonight. And all we want to talk about is his reaction to the yeah. LSU game. You're right. He was impressed with his defense. And I think it, uh, it caught him like it did many of us tonight with how well Baltimore played. Well, for one final time on the show tonight, we welcome in Steve Desager to the Geico Fox sports radio. He's studios, mad because I wouldn't give him a up. night
5: off. <laughs>
10: yeah. Uh, actually, it makes me chuckle that Arnie thinks he has any power in this place. <laughs> Every time. Uh, All right, Desager, where do you want to
5: start?
8: Tonight? Well,
10: let's start with Baltimore, shall we? The Ravens led 17-0 early second quarter against the Pats, 17-13 at the half. Baltimore 37-20 the final. Mark Ingram 15 carries, 115 yards. New England had been 8-0 this year. Baltimore scored five touchdowns, including a 70-yard fumble return. Time of possession, Baltimore 37 minutes to 23. Lamar Jackson, a touchdown pass and 2-2. The Ravens are 6-2. Meanwhile, Denver beat a Cleveland team that's 2-6. 24-19 the final. Phillip Lindsay on nine carries had 92 yards and a touchdown. Denver's offense didn't do much. 11 drives, 13 first downs, but Brandon Allen had a couple of first-half TD passes. Denver's offense only ran 43 plays. Cleveland had 73 plays, and still the Browns lose their fourth in a row. Seattle's Russell Wilson with five touchdown passes, including the game-winner in overtime to beat Tampa Bay 40-34. That game-winner gave him 378 yards through the air. And Chris Carson rushed for 105 on the ground, notable because He's the first running back this year to top 100 yards rushing against the Bucks' run defense, which was the league's best. Oakland got a touchdown pass with about two minutes left to beat Detroit, 31-24. In defeat, Matthew Stafford had 406 <laughs> yards passing. The Chargers upset Green Bay 26-11. Melvin Gordon, two short TD runs. Wide receiver Mike Williams, his first 100-yard game. Michael Badgley in his season debut had four field goals this Thursday night on Fox TV, L.A. Chargers at Oakland. And by the way last Thursday night, the 49ers at Cardinals game got 14 million viewers on Fox. Very, I mean... Game 6 of the World Series had about 16.5 million, so this wasn't that far from that, just for the record. Miami got a win, beat the Jets 26-18. Both the Dolphins or Jets are now 1-7. Buffalo, with a 6-2 record, beat Washington 24-9. Devin Singletary 20 carries at 95 yards, plus 45 yards receiving. It's the Bills at Cleveland next Sunday. Kansas City 26-23 over Minnesota. Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen aggravated his hamstring injury. Minnesota's at Dallas Next Sunday night, Philadelphia sent the Bears to a fourth straight loss, 22 to 14. In the first half, Chicago had nine total net yards. Nine. The Bears' offense finished the day with 10 drives and just 10 first downs. Pittsburgh won its third straight, beating Indianapolis, 26 24. Steelers are going to be hosting the Rams next Sunday. Jalen Samuels, the running back today, is James Conner's injured for the Steelers. Samuels with 13 catches out of the backfield, and Chris Boswell four field goals. And another pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. That's three in the last six days, by the way.
5: We'd be in the playoffs if we still had him.
10: Well, you'll have that first-round pick next year. (laughs) Juju Smith-Schuster with his 200th career catch already. He hasn't quite turned 23. That's never happened. 200 catches before your 23rd birthday. And I must note, because we did have a quarterback injury, Jacoby Brissett hurt his knee. Yeah. So that means that getting into the game for Indy was Brian Hoyer. And he becomes the fifth player in NFL history to now throw a touchdown pass with seven teams in his career, started with New England. It's gone all across the country to Indy now. Vinny Testaverde had thrown one with seven teams. Chris Chandler, Gus Farratt as well. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the record. He's thrown a TD pass with eight teams.
5: Yeah, that would have been my guess.
10: Uh, yeah, and counting, I guess. Yeah. Carolina beat Tennessee 30-20. to Panthers are 5-3. and three. They play at Green Bay next Sunday. And the game in London went to Houston 26-3 over Jacksonville. Florida State fired coach Willie Taggart. The top five stayed the same in the new polls. By the way, Fox TV will have a top-20 matchup this coming Saturday. Iowa at Wisconsin. There's also this Saturday 8-0 Penn State at 8-0 Minnesota. And then there's definitely LSU at Alabama, a battle of 8-0 teams. College basketball starts Tuesday in the NBA tonight. Lakers and Clippers each won again. Rory McIlroy took the golf tournament in Shanghai in a playoff. NASCAR win for Kevin Harvick. And baseball's Go Glove winners were announced tonight. Colorado third baseman Nolan Arenado has now won one in each of his seven seasons. Wow. The finalists for the year's major awards will be unveiled tomorrow. The winners will be announced the next week. Back to you.
8: Thanks, Steve. Have a great week, man. I hope uh, things come up short for the Chargers. (laughs) Wow. Right back at win. We need to win much more than you guys do. Hey, uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. I want to get to some tweets here, but before I do, two non-game-related stories here real quick. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry being told to change their cleats at halftime?
5: Yeah, they were out of uniform. Absolutely. I'm, I'm behind that okay. 100%. Come on now. You, you can't wear illegal shoes like that.
8: Well, I mean, you say illegal. It's not like they had jets on them or anything. They just weren't in line with what the league necessarily Yeah, has but so how they do you know they don't have better spikes
5: on it or longer spikes or something illegal? Come on now. Stop making excuses. <sighs>
8: Um, I, I, I'm i not replying to that, y'all, just because, you know, uh, and Jermaine Whitehead decided to do the last thing you should ever do whenever you're frustrated about something in a high profile position. He thought it'd be good to tweet through it. He is the Brown safety who went on social media and decided to take on all of his critics. Now, I'll be honest with you. If you're one of those guys that's like, I'll fight you, and one of these people says, here's my address, come that's on. That's me. Yeah, that's me. I, I, yeah, yeah, I have no problem with that. But when you start saying, I'm going to kill you, I think we're getting a little bit carried away. In fact, the the team, the Cleveland Browns, actually had to come out with an apology wow. saying, quote, Jermaine Whitehead's social media posts following today's game were totally unacceptable and highly inappropriate. We immediately spoke with Jermaine upon learning of these comments. The Browns in no way condone that type of language or behavior. This matter will be further addressed internally. Uh, One critic, he said, don't get shot at little B. You can whip my bleep F football. Let me know when you need the address. Uh, I'm going to kill you, B. That's on blood to another person. Is that the thing you do after
5: a tough loss to get on Twitter right away? Is that the place to go? No. No. (laughs) No, in fact –
8: No one should ever get on Twitter ever, to be honest with you, but especially after a tough game like that, whenever you – I mean, this is a fan base that got whipped into a frenzy, that thought they were going to the Super Bowl this year, and then obviously we we see how things have panned out. So two non-on-the-field stories, and I know you and I kind of texted back and forth about this earlier, but did you have a problem with the NFL deciding, or at least the Hall of Fame, deciding to have like a special group?
5: Yeah, what to happened vote here? on the
8: 15? Okay.
5: They're going, what, from five? They're going to induct, what, from instead of five to 15, and it's not going to be the normal yeah. voters. It's going to be a special group like Bill Belichick is going to vote them in or not vote them in. hmm Yeah, or exactly. Bill Belichick you, you and, and like, a head. group of other coaches, is that what it is?
8: Yeah, there's a handful of coaches and former players and Hall of Famers that are on this list. I I, I get it. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a certain faction – Peter King, who aren't on that list, that are going to be very mad and write angry things about it. I, 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 but again, I'm not necessarily for this because I just think if you're going to change it to try to get more people in, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's almost like you're changing the process for one year. So I, I don't get it, Arnie. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. I didn't. Know I don't think. If it was a I don't think anybody with you or
5: not. I don't think anybody that's not deserving is going to get in. I think it's, you know, either they're going to Ball get them as they're deserving or they're going to be close. So I'm okay with them getting in the 15 and doing it this way also. I'm tired of these, you know, old sports riders, uh, you know, holding things up and, you know, get, being on their high horse. This might be a better way to do it. Uh, a couple of quick
8: tweets. Eddie writes, did you notice Mark Ingram called you baby just like Jimmy G did to Aaron Andrews? Replay the interview. You'll see. Uh, Arnie, maybe he's making googly eyes at I, d- you. Did, didn't Call hear you the baby, baby
5: part. What, what did you think of Jimmy G saying that to Aaron Andrews? Because, you know, normally you go ahead and say that's uncalled for, that's sexist, and there's no room for that in the workplace. You know what I mean?
8: Shoot your shot. Um, here's what uh, at that damn bear says, guys. With Adam Vinatieri missing a game-winning field goal again, do you think it's time for the Colts to move on from Vinatieri? I he told you last to week. He, he I I would have walked off last week. I would have walked off last week and said, "Great career, game winner. We beat the Broncos. See you guys. Uh, Whatever you retire, my number." But I, I, I'm with you on that one, Calvert. I don't know why he decided to come yeah. back, but you're right, Arnie. He was trying to leave, wasn't he?
5: Yeah, earlier in the season, I think after one of the games where he missed it uh, to win it, um, I think like the third, fourth week. I don't remember now, but he wanted to leave.
8: Uh, and then one more from Eddie who writes Arnie, buy or sell. The Niners will be 12 and 0 when they face the Saints on December 8th.
5: Lose their next four games. I don't have it in front of me. Do you so know?
8: the Niners, by the way, the San Francisco 49ers, undefeated right now, so they're sitting at a perfect 8 0 on the season. Here's their next few games they've got the Seahawks. Next Sunday night, right. Sunday night football.
5: Then the Cardinals. They've got
8: the, they've got the Arizona Cardinals. Then they've got the Packers, and then they go to Baltimore.
5: No, I'm not buying that. No, sorry. Um, matter of fact, I don't think they'll win at Baltimore. I'm worried about the Green Bay game. You know, as a matter of fact, they could probably go one and three if they end up losing the Seattle. Also, I'm not, I don't buy that for a second.
8: There you go. All right, more tweets, but I I know what you all came for. Tonight. Oh yes, we know it. Arnie's picks are coming up next to wrap up the show, so get your pins out, get your pencils out, get your tabs out, whatever you use to write with, because you want to go the exact opposite of what Arnie says next. (laughs) Arnie's picks take us home next on Fox Sports Radio. Arnie and Plank tonight brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com/slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Hey, uh, by the way, Ben Maller out, so our buddy Brian knows yes. coming up next. What does he have? Scurvy? Sports Radio. No, it's not scurvy. Arnie had his You don't know
5: that. Here. How do you know he doesn't have scurvy? Because
8: I don't think he's a. 12th century pirate or whatever. I think he's Ben Maller, who's not feeling well and needs some time. Yeah, but sometimes you get scurvy
5: from not having fruit. Who knows if Ben's having his share of fruit? I'm pretty
8: sure, having seen Ben recently, he's doing just fine in the uh, eating of fruit <laughs> department, Arnie. But uh, as our friend gets well, I—at least my friend, Arnie's sitting here asking if he has scurvy. Wow! Uh, no, is going to be coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. And by the way, good great luck job with the
5: Mallard Militia, Brian. No, good luck.
8: Uh, Bobo great job man Bobo and I went through uh, hell to get the show On the air from yes, my perspective did. tonight So thank you okay,
3: Bobo hold on, hold for on, your on. hard work Of all days right now Arnie <laughs> right, This I know, is one right? day that that's not cool <laughs> You have it's no okay idea say, what ah. I went through to get this show up and that's running why today. I said it. Yeah, uh-huh. for forty-five uh-huh.
8: minutes leading up to the show. I mean, there, it's okay, Arnie, to not bust balls constantly. I no, mean, there is a not. few times where you could say, no. "Hey, good job, uh, Gavin." It was awesome Who? to have you back on tonight. So uh, fun stuff, and the I'll see you and Thursday,
6: Plank. I'll be trash talking you after my bolts take down the race. Uh, I might
8: take might <laughs> take a social media hiatus for Thursday night. <laughs> Uh, I just might take the whole day off. And, uh, by the way, the great uh, work of the editors tonight, whom I used none of your sound, and I do deeply apologize. Yes, he does. Can you answer one question before we get to your picks, Arnie? Yeah. Why was – Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the field to call the start of the second half. I don't
5: know. I, I at first I thought maybe there was something wrong with the studio, or they just tried to do something. Hey, look at us—we're doing a gimmick. So I
6: think the um, soccer yeah. team needed the room for orange slices and Capri Suns. <laughs> <or something. laughs>
8: Well, there you go. We've won the night. We're done. All right, Arnie, let's get your picks in here to get us out of here. Take it away. It's what everyone came for. Arnie Spanier's picks. All right, Stinking Genius, where are you heading?
5: All right, my first two picks is so good. I have to put them together in a two-team parlay. I can't even separate them. I'm like, why should you do that? That is like having a peanut butter sandwich and a jelly sandwich. Put it together and have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So, oh, thank you very much. Um, And not only do I like a two-team parlay, I like two underdogs, and I don't want the points. I don't need the points. I'm not taking the points. The first one, LSU against Alabama, all due respect to uh, Mark Ingram, well, maybe not all due respect. I probably should have bet him when he was here and talked smack to him while he was on the air with us. But I like LSU. First of all, we don't know the, the situation with Tua. Even if Tua is going to play, there's no way he's going to be 100%. Joe Burrow's just been fantastic. You're still underestimating this LSU defense. I'm going with LSU to win the game. And I'm going with Minnesota to beat penn state you're gonna give me six and a half also both games six and a half uh, points i don't want the six and a half i don't need the six and a half i'll take the six and a half i want a two team money line parlay and a two team parlay betting uh, taking the six and a half let's get to the nfl um i'm gonna take my giants plus the seven against dallas but the giants win the game outright. that's another one money line parlay to throw in there I like my Chargers plus the one against your Oakland Raiders. And I'm picking Green Bay to bounce back at home against Carolina. Small number, I'll lay the five and a half. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. Uh, remember, they're no longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. All right, couple quick tweets before we get out of here. At easymoney.com
8: wow. writes, Arnie, my perfect 0-8 bungles are doing a beautiful job tanking for Tua. While the Browns have almost the same record. Yet they're actually trying to win the Super Bowl. We can always count on Cleveland to embarrass the rest
7: of Ohio. My,
5: Miami's sure. still the favorite to get to – I saw the odds; they're still the favorite to get the number one pick. I don't know why they're still favored over Miami or, excuse me, over Cincinnati and the Jets, but they still are.
8: Uh, I think that's going to be one of the funnier races to follow. To be honest, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, but here's another one don't forget guys the AFC wild cards are coming from the AFC East and the AFC South by the way I will say and our buddy Paul has constantly brought this up I will believe that the Buffalo Bills can make the playoffs with this record when the season is over, <laughs> because they've been in this position before, though that was a pretty good win today. Uh, Calvert writes, if Tom Brady wants to continue to play until he's 45 or 50, don't you think he stays with the Patriots? No team can protect him like New England. Yeah, and they, even though they lost tonight, he didn't take a lot of hits. Yeah. He didn't do a lot of things too exotic. I mean, I, I, I didn't realize how much – I guess you could say drama, speculation there was around this, and I know, Arnie, I'll give you credit. You kind of brought this up from day one of the start of the offseason, and I laughed it off, but, man, people are freaking out already about where he's going to go next year.
5: I said that, uh, you know, a great place for him to end up would be in Dallas if they didn't want to resign Dak Prescott and pay him all that money. You get Tom Brady for a year or two, and it wouldn't be that much money.
8: Uh, Oh, and by the way, uh, Ernie the Great O'Piner writes, Uncle Rico could have entered – Aaron Rodgers' body and had a better game because he can throw it over a mountain. It and was Will so didn't think I
5: i saw Ben Maller's Twitter feed that said he had his gallbladder removed. Yes, I saw it. Thank you, Will.
8: No, scurvy, Arnie. That's what you said earlier. So. <laughs> No one listens to me on this show. I've just accepted that. I bring truth. All right. Hey, Arnie, have a great week. It should be fun next week, and we'll have an LSU-Alabama game to recap on Sunday. Hey, by the way, prepare yourself. When the fourteen playoff rankings come out on Tuesday, you know they love drama. So they're going to put, are you ready? LSU 1, Alabama 2, Ohio State 3, and Penn State 4. Wait for it. Watch it. It's going to be crazy. Arnie, have a great week. We'll see you next week. No is next on Fox Sports Radio.